You were basically at the zoo. Yeah. And you walked by the lion cage and you went, I'm going to pee on this lion. And you just totally. peed on the lion. Well, I wanted to see what kind of lion he was. In these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to yet another awesome episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this amazing duo. My name is Steve. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 73. My name is Dan Ramirez. At your service. Ready to do this, Steve. How you been, brother? I've been well, man. How are you doing, man? It doesn't sound like you got enough sleep today. You know what? I don't I don't think I've got enough sleep all here. I don't know what's up, man. I think I'm going to just throw the show at you today and be like, here, take it. I'm going to sit in this lawn chair with a glass of lemonade, maybe, and just watch and see what happens. Wake what's me up, dude. Does, uh, before I go-go? Either way. <laughs> Preferably before that, because we've got a job to do. But uh, yeah, man, I'm not coming in so hot right now. But we'll get there. I have coffee in my hand. How's your week, man? Tell me about your week, sir. Eh, not bad. Not not a lot going on this week. Just sitting around waiting to record. It's been kind of a slow week. Sitting That's around is really thing. hot. Oh, and I'm dude. off of work right now. So I don't really want to go outside. Have I gotten old to the point where... Like heat just bugs me, and you know what I'm saying. Does that make me old that I don't want to go out? No, it makes us live in Fresno. That's what that makes. I mean, that's what that means. We uh, live in a very like it's already hitting. But it's we're just already in the beginning, hitting. dude. And I it's know, like already brutal. I know it's it's a tough situation for me. I don't like going out too much. My my goal is to try, like chill as much as possible. But like I've had this week off, and have you noticed, dude? Your vacation weeks almost seem like a waste. Well, the thing is, I think it's a it's a matter of how where we work at planning your vacation. You have to you you technically have to plan your vacation. You know what I mean? Like you literally have to do that is what I'm saying, because if you don't, it's so far in advance that you're just sort of wasting your time. And I never really want to do anything, especially because it always seems like Christmas is right around the corner. (laughs) Like Christmas hits. By the time you're going on vacation, you're like, oh, Christmas is like five months away. But you don't go big on Christmas, do you? I go, I mean, I don't go really big. I go a big enough where it's just like a big vacation would hit. You know what I'm saying? If I took a vacation in January, which would everyone wants to take the vacation, well, then it wouldn't matter. It's right after Christmas, you could just recoup. So you weren't saying that for like uh, financial reasons. Like, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to take a vacation because I'm going to spend my Christmas money. That's not what you're saying. No, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like, well, I want to use all my days for Christmas. Oh, gotcha. And I don't know why I even do that, because people take all those days. You confuse me, man. I'm not sure what you're celebrating. Like, you do Christmas, but I do. you don't technically do Christmas. No, and you know what's funny? I don't do Christmas Christmas, because <laughs> it's just, it's silly, but I do, like, Halloween is my Christmas. We're talking faith stuff here, people, just in case you don't know what we're talking about. Oh, no. Yeah, I do. Halloween is my Christmas. Like, I love Halloween. As you know, I love Halloween. It's coming up pretty quickly, too, man. It's crazy. I remember recording for last dude, Halloween. But dude. it's like, I remember you were saying you like to hand out the candy and you like love to it. be a spectator and check out all the costumes and everything. Dude, you have no idea. Like, I have it all planned out this year, though. And you go hard, right? You get, like, the big... The big candy bars? Oh, yes. Like, my house is the 
freaking like that that day I spend at least a hundred and some change on candy. See, I start off really strong and then it just gets weak towards the end. So like if you <laughs> if you come to my house too late, you're gonna fuck around and get like dum dums. Oh, come on, Dan. You know what I mean? <laughs> come on, Dan. I might throw some smarties at you or something. Dude, you're right by a school. I know I'm by a school, man, but that's the thing is that like people come to these neighborhoods for this shit. For Fourth of July and Halloween. This neighborhood goes off Same and I me. can't keep up. And if you know, the thing is, is like if you have Halloween happening on like a Tuesday night, how long are you going to let the doorbell ring? A very long time. And then you get, you know, we'll talk about this again. I'm sure, especially when Halloween comes around, but I stop really giving a shit once the adults show up with the babies and the strollers. Gee, but they're so cute. The babies no, and not. the strollers. The babies they, oh. are cute. Adults are horrible. Oh, so Halloween, you're Bahamba. No, I just don't want to give candy to adults. You know what I mean? Go get your own candy. I think our listeners will remember that that might be might, might have been one of our 10 Halloween rules. Oh, yes, that's right. We did have rules about that. I forgot <laughs> we them. sure did. They probably change every year. <laughs> we but do. I do have pet peeves and bugaboos. You do, and you know what's funny? I think you're a, you're a bah humbug on Halloween, I think. A little. Mm. A little. Well, I'm, I guess in comparison to you, probably so. But yes. I'm not like, oh, these damn people. I, I just start, I don't like it when adults come to my door with a baby that is probably six months old. That baby's not having candy, Steve. But Where's they the want candy, candy going? They want candy. Then go get some fucking candy at the store. Damn, Dan. What happened to you? Really? Like, you're, you have no problem handing full candy bars to grown adults. If a grown adult is dressed, I have made a decision that I will give them candy. Yeah, but they're never dressed, Steve. I've never given a non-dressed adult candy. I bet you anything you have. and Because you wouldn't be like, I'm sorry, you don't fit the qualifications. Oh, for sure. Because if they come up to my house, if they have a toddler or a child or a baby, yes, I will give them candy because it's for their kid. I wish I could film all of my transactions. because, But it's not like a invasion of privacy, so you can't do those kind of things. Well, it's in your house, technically. Yeah, but then I guess if I just didn't show the people's faces. Yeah, or you could, but you just couldn't. You could show me the video. You couldn't show all of the listeners. Damn, that's what I'm talking about. I want to put it up on the website. Just <laughs> <laughs> Dan, get all, all grumpy and shit. With these people. Dan is a bah humbug. I did not know that. I don't think I'm a bah humbug, dude. I draw the line in handing candy to adults. That's understandable. That's it. Okay, but, but for me, I'll give the candy for, to the adults if they have a child. No problem. Well, aren't you a good guy? Oh, Dan, you would too, G. You're just saying for, and if it, uh, here's what I've never seen. An adult coming up and being like, hey, man, what's going on with it? And me giving them candy without being dressed. <laughs> He's that, just got that, like a pair of Budweiser trunks on. Maybe exactly. Maybe and some flip flops. What's up? Never, never happened before. Looking at his phone, not even looking at you. Somebody trick or treat. The kids have done that. They've looked at their phones. The kids are the worst now. I, listen, I know. let's rehash it just for a second because now I'm getting fired up. What about the kid that shows up at your door? I don't care. There's people that are new here, so this is new to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what about uh, the people that show up at your door, the kids, and they won't even say trick or treat anymore? They yeah. just stick their freaking bag out. Not a chance. What do Not you do in that scenario? Oh, I'm like, no, I won't give them candy. You have to say trick or treat. You will say no? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the hard part. If there's three kids, two of them say trick or treat, I can't, del- I can't tell which one didn't. So I have to give candy out. But I know two voices versus three. When I know one of them didn't say it. But yeah, if one person comes out and just puts out their bag, 
I would be like, uh, didn't have something to say, but I'd feel terrible if they were like deaf and mute or something like that. I'd be like, oh, well, now I'm the punk. <laughs> you just get the middle finger and they walk away. Exactly. I'd be like, what's his deal? Yeah, but I. Their dad's standing on the lawn and shit. He was born without a tongue. I would feel so bad. But yeah. Try to say trick or treat, Steve, without using your tongue. No. Come on. I will not do this, Dan. Yo, you don't be a sissy right now, Steve. Hook me up with the. Come on. I, oh, that's not going to happen. Because I will offend someone. I will offend someone for sure. Rolling up my sleeves. I'll do oh, it. Oh, here we go, Dan. I'm of not going to go crazy. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. You go. Here we go. See, that's not offensive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pull your balls from under the mattress, sir. They're being squished right now. I'm just, you know, here's a funny thing. Snap those bad boys back on. Let's get back with the show. Okay, here, here's something for the show, listeners, ladies and gentlemen. I was called by a person that looked just like Dan. And he told me, he said, Steve. I said, yes, Dan. He said, I'm getting close to something. There is an impersonation that I'm getting very close to. I won't say the name, but he's like, I'm getting it. So people within the next year or so, you might be hearing Dan's best impersonation ever because he is actually watching and learning this impersonation. (laughs) I was watching some tutorials, dude, and one of the guys said it took four years to perfect. So good grief. Yeah, it, you might get something in a year, but then again, you might not. It yeah, might what? not even be worth it. Gee, why would you even say that? Well, I wasn't prepared to talk about it, Steve. You're just telling secrets over here. But I think it will be worth it because when you work on something, you tend to do it well. Yeah, this one's tough, dude. This is like, um, it's like contortion. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't come naturally. You have to work at it. There's probably someone out there that can just bust it out. And go, oh, look what I just did. But that's not me. Sometimes I can do that with other people. Just not this one. Christopher Watkins, who we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, on it, Dan. Well, like they didn't know, Steve. They didn't. <laughs> it's only been the, the only impersonation that you've been asking me to do since the show started. I've been. And no, don't say it's just me, Dan. It's been other people, too. Nah, it's all you. Okay. It's all fueled by you. But here's the thing. You're start, like, for, if I started to do a Christopher Walken, I would be in a tough position because... I have no baseline. I don't know how to even begin a Christopher Walken. You started okay. And now you're just getting better. It starts off sounding kind of like Christopher Walken, but then it just turns into either myself or as Gail puts it, the count. From Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, like I can't finish it. I can't follow through. There's certain words I can sort of say, and then there's other ones that I can't. And it's this really weird thing that you have to talk from like the back of your throat. And at the same time, use your like, it has to come from your chest. I, I can't explain it any better than that. One of these days I'll do it, but today's not the day. It's like it'll hit me all of a sudden, and I'll be like, yes. oh, I can do it, and then I'll say it, and then it goes away, and I can't finish it. Fighting off a burp there, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Well, and you know, know wait, go ahead. what's up with coffee burps? I'm having <laughs> coffee right now. You ever have coffee burp? <laughs> no. You've never had a coffee burp? That's an, I have drink liquid and had a liquid burp one of those liquids perhaps could have been coffee but there is no coffee specific burp i have well <laughs> i guess i made it sound a little specific i'm just saying yes. have you ever burped it's not like i get oh damn the 10 a.m every day these damn a coffee, coffee burp yeah i'm like no. coffee it was like burp. a one-time thing but it wasn't pleasant 
I imagine not, Dan. I think you're getting old. You're staying inside and you're having coffee burps. And you're eating your, what did you have? Your oatmeal and toast? It's just all coming together. Okay, you freaking liar. I haven't even had breakfast today. Oh, you haven't had? You Which haven't is had probably your- why I'm not like up to snuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, if I can give you one takeaway this week, it is to have a good big breakfast before you do something. Because your brain's going to be sharp. Your body's going to be ready. Here's what I will say. Dan may not be great, in his opinion, at doing Christopher Walken. But one thing he is good at is designing T-shirts. You designed a T-shirt, Dan. Yeah, I did a couple of them this week. See, I've been doing stuff, I guess. They were great, though. Thanks, dude. Like, great. When you showed me, I said, oh, my. It's such an inside. What well, you tell about it. It's such an inside joke. Only Heroes of Noisers were here. You know what it's like? It's like making podcasts because you put these things out there and then you just sort of wait. And you yes. hope something's going to come back to you. Nothing, Nothing's really come back yet, but... They're there for you. You can actually go to our website and check it out. They're coming from two different sites right now. I use a different site because it's a two-sided shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if it's worth it or not, but it's a special shirt, and I think you guys are going to like this. So on the front, it's it's a we decided to go like with a pride theme. Uh-huh. I think we both agree that that would be kind of cool because you totally. know what? We're heroes of noise is for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, you've got heroes of noise on the front, right across the chest in rainbow, and on the back, Steve. It says, it says, it says, running from the Babadook <laughs> since 2017. <laughs> Babadook, Babadook, whatever. Babaganoush. I don't know why. It just seems funny to me. That, right? is, so, that is such an inside joke, dude. It is. Yeah. Like it's completely for people that were around when a certain thing took off. And uh, I hope that you guys like it. You know, they're there for you. It's going to be up there for a while. And then what I did was uh, I went back to our regular site which is threadless and we still, you still have the rainbow theme. There's just nothing on the back. And then there's one that is plain like our, uh, like what you see when you, when you download our show, what's playing on your phone. That's, you know, the, the, the red heroes of noise. We got one of those. Uh, we also did one for you people that came over from the word where there is now a, uh, the word unofficial preacher podcast shirt. People were asking me to do that last year, Steven. I don't know why I didn't do it. Like it seemed really easy to do. I think I just wasn't quite uh, up to snuff yet with like figuring these kind of things out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so there's another shirt there. There's several shirts, guys. I'm going to keep putting up stuff. Eventually, someone will buy them. I think. No, they're going. There's no question. And here's a funny thing. You know what I just thought of, Dan? I'm, I'm brilliant. What's that? Lay it on me. So if you have the church on two sides or the shirts on two sides, right? I got the church on two sides. Yes. Right? It would not only be a two-sided shirt, it would be a two-sided shirt, Dan. <gasps> wow. That's all I got for you. <laughs> Just a wow. Good for you, Stephen. Wow. I think I'm starting to wake up. It's happening now. Just keep saying shit like that. It'll come. Gee, that was so dope. I, I'm impressed. And I'm glad that you're impressed with yourself. I mean, go get yourself a cookie or something. I am trying. I'm going to get myself a G. Oh, we already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I am going to go get myself a Pazuki. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You and your Pazookies. I'm going to get it. Now, we do have bad news. And this is something that I was tiptoeing around, but Dan finally said it. So you knew this was the th- this was going to be the case? Uh-huh. 
So we had a plan on doing a boy a podcast on the boys from Amazon. Amazon's the boys based on the comic book, the boys premiering July 26th. Yes. And we were going to do this and we were talking about how we're going to do it. Are we going to do it uh, uh, episode by episode? Cause it's all going to drop at once. How are we going to do this with the word and with heroes of noise and da, 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 da. And the more we thought about it, the more we realized we couldn't do a whole show about the boys and keep up the word and keep up heroes of noise. So that's not going to happen. The boys podcast is not going to occur. I'm bummed. I am very bummed, but I'm less bummed because of the reality of it. We just don't have the time to do these things. We do not. We do not. And And here's the deal, though, Steve. I think that we could actually do it, right? But this is the last season of The Word, and I don't really want to water down that show. I think we owe it to our longtime listeners to do a really good season. If we start getting into the point where we're rushing and with our schedules, as you guys know, things change kind of rapidly. So what happens if we take on too much and then one week we can't do it or something like that? And the word is not going to suffer. Oh, for sure. And and depending on how crazy the word is, like people, when we start recording in the morning, we don't really with the word, we don't really know how long it's going to go. It gets long sometimes. It gets crazy because... Like, we do three-hour shows sometimes. And this is Dan's... Like, he takes the notes, and and so he does a lot of the work. And I don't... All it would be is just more work added on to the plate. And so I think... Yeah, God forbid good. Steve would help out. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's on, just... Steve. Uh-uh, go not on. a chance. But Steve what I fine. do, I do log into my email and check the notes. World needs more people like you, Hudson. <laughs> I try. And, you know, but here's the funny thing about Dan. Since we're on the subject of Dan. So a while ago, this is and this is the first time I saw Dan kind of snippy. This is like a year. I love so your ago. snippy Dan stories. Oh, it's great. Don't get me wrong. There is definitely a snippy Dan, but I like it when it's always something I don't expect. So go for it. So I realized how hard he was working. And we were having a conversation. And I said, why don't I, how about I hire an editor? Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, man. Dan, and Dan was like, I got it. I'm like, how about I just hire one? They'll do it. And he's, he's like, nope, I got it. I like doing it. I'm like, it's a little bit much for you. And then he says, I think I would be the most qualified with what is too much for me. I'm telling you I can do it. I was like, oh, wow. Will you look at this, Dan? Well, tell you what, even in non-snippy mode, I stand by that statement. I'll be the one that decides what's too much for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was a nicer way to say it. I appreciate the courtesy. Yeah. I guess I could have maybe painted that on first. I appreciate the it's very nice <laughs> offer, Steve. You know, I don't even remember what I said. I do remember saying something along that lines, but did we do this by text or was it by phone? Phone. Okay, so then, yeah, I probably was snippy with you. You were very snippy. You know what, though? In my defense, I had a lot going on at that time. Well, also, it was during a conversation where we were talking about uh, um, a kind of dramatic situation. So we were already high, and I was coming down from the, ah, whatever. You were still there, though. What was the dramatic situation? Uh, We were talking about uh, the bad podcast that had happened. 
Oh my God. Bringing up old shit. And I was coming down from, I was like, ah, whatever. I'm like, so I'll just we were get both snippy as whatever. I wasn't. I was Bull done with the snippy. Shit. I no, have no, no. audio. But afterwards <laughs> I was, when we were on the phone, I was done. I was like, okay, we're back to normal. Yeah. But yeah. you were still like bubbling. Maybe. And the, the more I kept on being like, Hey, um, I'll get somebody to do it. Oh no, I like do it. I'm like, how about I just hire somebody? I like doing it. I can afford it. I'll hire somebody. You ain't got to do it. It's too much for you. And man, Dan, Dan hit Super Saiyan and went off the chain. Was like, how dare you? Like, whoa, oh, stop it. Stop. whoa. See, that's, the that's the part I was waiting for. Is it's the always the overdramatics with you. But, I mean, it was. So what you're da- saying is, I my voice went high and I said, how dare you? No, the truth of it is. Did I clutch my pearls? It was, considering what how you normally are, it was yeah. a by the power of Grayskull moment, for sure. Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> it was. And so that was the only, I have never, oh, wait, you were snippy. And then the only, that time you were snippy, and then when we were on our way to L.A., when you got really oh upset. Oh, my God. Will you give those it a rest already? Those were the I only was not t- snippy. Yes, you were, Jay. No, you know what I think it is? Oh, I think sometimes you're running out of shit to talk about in the opening <laughs> of the show. <laughs> so you go with your old standby of Dan was snippy in LA. I was not. Why would okay. I be snippy? Okay, Dan. I was excited to be there. Uh-huh. I had, first of all, if I was going to be uh, acting irrational or snippy, as you put it, I wouldn't do it in front of your kid or his friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Kiss my ass. I'm going to fully <laughs> tell you on this one that you're completely full of shit. To where it's, a- it's actually running over the top. You can't even close the lid. That's how much shit's there. Now, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. Gosh darn it. I'm glad you said that. So last week, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> Next time I tell you to run with things, I'm going to really think about that before I say it. You know what? Like, you turned Dan. into. Yeah, I got this too. Dan Bash. 2019. No, this goes into our next subject. So last week, I had a whiteboard conversation, a whiteboard <laughs> idea. And I bring up this idea. Dan immediately says, not your best whiteboard thought. And then that's the whiteboard thought that people start talking about. I wanted to say something throughout the week, but I said, I will wait. <laughs> I won't even comment on the Twitter. I won't comment on anything until today. I think you underestimated my freaking whiteboard thought that I, perhaps I did in retrospect though that one was a lot better than your second whiteboard thought because I don't I know think, what the fuck you were talking about I had to go I, back and listen to that and you're talking about what if I ordered a coffee and someone brought me coffee I actually had somebody talk about that one to me too who I can't tell you that because it don't was a count. listener it was don't a listener count. though was it though <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, was it a, a listener. listener or was it technically a listener? It's a listener. It was a private combo with a listener. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, will yeah, say yeah. that. But talking to you, Melissa, I know it. No, it's it's, it's Melissa. No, it's not Melissa. That is funny though. I was wondering where <laughs> you were going with it. I was like, where is he private? What? Don't get me involved with your pillow talk, sir. But <laughs> you mean my pillow sleep. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I think um. Uh, then okay, let's talk about this nine inch nails thing. Let's do it. Okay, so speaking of Melissa, Melissa was like, I I, uh, I talked to her about the whole nine inch nails thing. She's like, oh no, yeah, um, that that name is totally like a backlash to Jesus. Those nine inch nails were like nail something against Jesus. And I said, I don't think that's the case at all. 
I'm pretty sure it was just a tough thing to call yourselves because that's what he said it was. But even if it was about Jesus, still a weak sauce name. This is the part that I disagree with you on. I don't really care if you don't like the name. That's completely your prerogative to do so. Oh, no, I like the name. I like the name. Yeah. It's just a not a tough name. This is where the conversation goes, folks. So on Twitter, and you can find it if you want to. It's not really worth it because it didn't get too far. You said, Uh I go, I said, well, I really like the name. I don't think that it's supposed to be tough. I just think it's a cool sounding name. And I said, it's one of my favorite names, actually. Mm -hmm. You said it's one of the best names. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I said said it's one of the best names. Now, here's the deal, Steve. When I say it's something's one of the best, that's to me. Do you know what I mean? But I have this feeling that you have this book (laughs) somewhere buried in your, in your, it's like a secret door that opens up in your wall. And when you open up, like this light comes out and shit and the book's all presented. No question. No question. That has all of the best of everything that's ever been. Because... (laughs) You said, no, maybe top 1,000 names. And I'm like, no, Steve, to me, it's one of the best names. And I think that should just stand by itself. Okay, but Dan, if you say one of the best, at least give me, are you saying one of the best names? Like if you say, hey, here are all the best names in the history of mankind. Which is not what I said. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. You got to specify one of the best is literally saying one of the best of all time names. That's what that sentence means. So if you go 20,000 names, you're like, I will place that in. But I was like, okay, are you saying one of the top 10 for Dan, top 10, top 20, top third? What are you saying when you mean, when you say that? Just like one of my favorite band names. Like okay, that's, that's out of how many? Why does it have to? Why does there have to be a number? That's what I'm saying. Because if I, I say give a shit about what whoever, like, uh, let me pick out a listener. You, yeah, you. If whatever your name is, like whatever your favorite band name is, I respect that. Good for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna be like Steve and be like, no, 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 no. It's not because it's it's my opinion. Do you know what I'm saying? But you gotta, there has to be a number. You can't just be like, it's one of the best names. Why does there have to be a number? Tell me why. Here's what I'll say. Because when you say one of the best, Uh that could be out of 50,000. Then I'll be like, okay, well then that really doesn't matter. That, what you just said doesn't matter then. But if you're like, it's one of the best, I'm like, well, how many bests do you have? You're like, oh, I have 10 best names. And that's one of those 10. I'm like, that's a discussion. That's a discussion. 10 best names, bro. Okay. It's not a discussion. That just means you it were was throwing never a out a discussion in the first place. It was yes, just it, me saying it, I really liked the name. Very good. No, but here's the thing: I really hold like on, it. Hold on a second. So let's just say that I am saying yes. It is one of the best names of all time, right? Yes. What data do you have to like say that that's not valid? No. What I'm saying is, it's a discussion now. Now we can have a discussion. But if you say, oh, it's, a, it's I'm just saying out of a billion, it's my 900, you know, 900 million, 900, whatever. I'd be like, oh, cool. Then we never have to talk about it again because you're just throwing out a random thing. Cool. But if I'm like, like, there's a difference between me saying, hey, Public Enemy is a rap group that's really good. People will be like, OK, Public Enemy is one of the top three rap groups of all time. Now someone is going to be like, let's discuss that. What do you mean? What like how how what about are they better than this person? Better than, but if I'm like, hey, Public Enemy is a great rap group, wonderful people, and they have a rapping album and they did this, they'd be like, okay, fine. But once I put a number on it, now it's like now we have a discussion. Let's talk about this. But I never put a number on it. That's why I was saying 
I'm saying like, are you are you saying a thousand? What? Because if you say a thousand, I'm like, this is not a conversation. I'm trying to tell you that that simple sentence that I wrote was that out of all the bands that I have listened to in my life that I enjoy, uh huh, that is one of my favorite names. Okay, that's it. Everything that's doesn't always have to be a debate, but like, but then you took it another step, and I said, okay, well, what would you say then? Oh. All now it's a discussion. Knower of everything. Now so it's a discussion, throw, Right. So you throw out Sly and the Family Stone. Way better than Nine Inch Nails. By whose standards? By your opinion. That's what yes. I'm getting at is that. Is that it's all opinion. No, 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 no. That's not true that you're talking out of your ass right now. That's not true. It's taken, all opinion. You've taken no poll from anyone. Even the poll would be an opinion. Steve, this is just Steve Hudson's opinion. But even a poll would be an opinion. What do you mean? Even if you put a poll, that's still an opinion. That's everyone's opinion aggregated to make a big opinion. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like your statement was just as true as my statement. And I respect that. Yes. But it always has to be a back and forth with you. For instance, uh, what was the other thing that we talked about? Oh, yeah. This was brief, too. Uh, We were talking about Wu-Tang Triumph, the song Triumph. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Hold on. <clears throat> Coffee burps, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, um, <laughs> we were talking about Wu-Tang Triumph, and I said that that is one of the best intros I've heard in a song. Mm-hmm. Again, my opinion. You're like, no, 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 no. But it doesn't. It's But there's no data to back that up. You know what I mean? It's just what I like. I know, but it's an opinion, though. Both sides. Like if I said That's Michael right. Jackson is the an opinion, best. And I'm totally exactly. fine with that. That's but- a man. But then you throw it back to me. You go, you, you, nope, canceling it out because this is the answer. <laughs> That's how. You but I didn't it. give it. That's what I'm saying. Like if someone, if I say Michael Jackson is the best performer of all time, and someone's like, no, I'd be like, oh, well, then who, who do you? I, I wouldn't say that person just made a law. Yeah, I guess Michael Jackson isn't the best performer of all time. I'd be like, who do you say then? Who? And then I'm making my case. You've seen me do it. I'm like, oh, but, well, then who, oh, who do dude. you say? Listen, that's why I'm not going to take this into argument. Like, we're not arguing, but like a heavy debate mode, because with you. okay, let me just give you an example. (laughs) (laughs) I once I'm not going to tell the story. You know where you know exactly. I don't really. I really don't. Oh, really? Okay. no. Well, I can't bring up names. But uh, when Steve and I used to work together all the time, there was this (laughs) one guy. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Motherfucker. I'm bringing that up. So check this out. I'm going to give you a real quick story. I can't oh, give you names so or anything. Funny. There was this really nice guy that he spray, was working. still brings it up, by the way. I, I would, too, because you're a fucking psychopath. And I'm about to explain <laughs> it. Dude. So I don't even remember exactly what it was. But I remember I it was like, this is so not worth arguing right now. Let me tell you what so, it was. Oh, no, no, no. Hold up. Hold up. You sure? Okay, go ahead. So let me just set it up first. So we're sitting. It's like 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. It was a slow night. And You're almost a out. Slow You're night, almost gone. Yeah, we got an hour yeah. left to go. And when it's a slow night and Steve was there, he would come in and we would just shoot the shit, which is pretty much what spawned this podcast to begin with. So there's this guy, fuck it, his name's Doug. There's a guy named Doug. And uh, he was talking about his girlfriend mm-hmm. that he is very much in love with and he's been uh-huh. together with for a long time. Yes. And... He now I'm going to I'm going to let you fill in what you guys were talking about, because honestly, first of all, it was so ridiculous. That's why I don't remember. But please go ahead. Go ahead and talk about what you guys were talking about. I remember this because he brings it up when I see him. By the way, they literally just met that night. Oh, yeah. Within probably this is taking place within 10 minutes of meeting him. And he's like 12 years old. So 25, 26, maybe 27. Um, He says. Hey, man, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. He's like, hey, yeah, my girl says that, 
like a guy hit on her today. I said, she told you that to make, to make you jealous. And he says, no, nah, she just wants to be honest. I said, oh, you silly fool, you. She is saying that to kind of make your hairs raise a little bit. And he would not go along. I said, you think she just wants to be honest about what happens that day? And he's like, yes. And so we debate and we debate till about one in the morning. Dan leaves. Yeah, but hold on. Yes. So that sounds a little bit too cut and dry from my recollection. Yeah. Um, I, it was more of a dude was like, I don't even remember if that was exactly what was said, but I remember. Him that's being the like, gist. That's the gist. I'll give yes. you that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's I'm pretty and, sure that's not literally what was said because it just sounds too logical the way you just presented. Well, that's what he still tells me to this day. Hey, remember when we were talking about like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would too. But the thing was, I remember him saying, well, dude, that's my girlfriend. Like, I've been together with her for a long time. I, I know mm-hmm. her. And you're dude. like, nope, nope, nope. And he's like, no, it's my girlfriend, dude. Like, but- I. I understand that you are sort of putting a blanket state. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, yes. I understand that you're putting a blanket statement on things and you're saying that if when a woman says this, she means this. And he's like, I get that. But I've, I know my girl and I know when she's trying to make me jealous. Uh-huh. And I don't think this is the case. Okay. I know her. You don't uh, know her. You've never met her. Mm-hmm. Technically, we've just met 10 minutes ago. Totally. And you were like, nope, nope. Now, here's the thing, folks. It's, it did go on till one o'clock in the morning. Okay. So we started at 11 o'clock and I'm just watching this go down behind me. I'm just cleaning up and all this kind of shit. And, and I'm being very quiet about the whole thing. Cause I'm just like, this is a side I've never seen of Steve. First of all, you got aggressive with this dude to the Be- point where I was, de- I'm dead serious. I thought you guys were going to come to blows for a second. <laughs> and then. Because uh-huh. and then I'm thinking, I know it's not going to be now and especially now, like I know you wouldn't be the guy to throw a blow. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm thinking he's getting ready to. I am purposely put you see me pushing his buttons. Yes. yes. Unnecessarily, by the way. For sure. Because here's the thing. Here's why I knew that it was now he was questioning himself because I walked <laughs> away and said, OK, if you really think you know your woman that well, I walked after you left. He followed me yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> and which is why because i think at this point like it's all in the past and you know i love yeah it, right? uh-huh. i felt you were being extremely condescending to him it but it got in his brain g he started yeah, thinking but there was no need for it again much <laughs> I'm like saying. i'm saying getting back to the nine inch nails thing it's what i believe i don't give a fuck what you yeah, believe totally. Steve. this is what i believe yeah. but you're like no you're wrong and i'm going to beat it into your head why you're wrong so now uh-huh. We're walking out. We have this, like, I don't know. It's probably from the back door. I'd say it's maybe, what, 200 feet, 300 feet, yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. So we're walking. I'm not walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I remember this like of yesterday. I'm walking in front of you guys, and you guys are, and and the the tone is getting to the point where something's going to go down. Oh, yeah. And it was coming from both sides at this point. Yes. So. So now we're standing in front of my car, in back of my car, actually, in the parking lot, and you guys are going off. And I'm like... I try to be subtle. I like put my backpack in my car and kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's now midnight, a little after midnight. I'm jingling my keys. You know, like, hello, I'm trying to get out of here. Mr. Uh, Graveyard shift over here. I'm trying to go home. And you're just going and going and going. Both of you are just going at it. And it's getting louder 
and louder. And I went, you yes. know what? I don't want to see this from either of you at this point. So I'm just going to go. That's in my head. I'm like, these two, yes. are, acting, these two are acting like fools right now. I yes. just want to get in my car and go home. So I get in my car. I finally go, well, I got to go, guys. This has been fun, but I got to get out of here. So now it's probably like 12, I don't know, 12, 15. Yes. Get in the car, drive mm-hmm. home. Takes me about 15 minutes to get home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're at, and I know you guys can do the math, but it's like 1230. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, wow, that was weird. Like, I've never <laughs> seen that side of Steve before. Yes. And I don't know Doug well enough, so that could have gone. Like, what's going on right now in my mm-hmm. head is what I'm thinking, yeah. right? I get a text from Steve at like 105, and he's like, we just finished. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So the whole point of this uh-huh. is, is that you will debate anything. It doesn't matter. You definitely have a, uh, and I don't think it's all the time this way, but you definitely have a Steve is always right type of mentality. Well, is that here, fair? I'll, here's what I will say. I, I think for that night, what bugged me was, and here's what I came to understand since then. Logic doesn't always play a part in people's opinion. Because logically, I made a lot of, a lot of logical points where he would just come back to, but I know her. But I'm like, but logically written on paper, this would seem like this, though, wouldn't it? And I knew that when I was like, when you left, I started being like, you know what, bruh? If you are so sure, more power to you, bruh. If you think that it's all gravy. And I tried to walk away. He was like, yeah, but, 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 but. I'm like, oh. Because he was fired up at that point. Uh That's why I said I thought shit was going to go down. Oh, yeah. He was starting to think. But what about, but he, she, and now, so now, even when we left. I could tell he did not feel like he won that argument. And so today when I'm like, how are you and your girl? He'll smile. I'm like, I'm just asking how you guys are. That's it. It's honestly, how are you and your girl? That's it. Did he but ever we, come up to you and go, you know what, Steve? You were right. No, we've always. Of course actually, he didn't. But, <laughs> of course he didn't. But he, you weren't. But the, thing, the fact that every time I ask him, he smiles. That's yeah, I would me. too. Because you know what's behind that smile. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Oh, That's yeah. what's behind the smile. And I don't even think about it, which makes me feel great. You're, both of your guys' behavior bugged me out so much that for the next week, I remember telling Fire, I'm like, you should have seen what the fuck happened. See, <laughs> like you, and the thing you is, you should have, like, I saw a side of Steve I didn't <laughs> even know existed. And the, th- the funny thing is, like, because uh, we're like, we're cool now. You know, I'm always, of course. you know. We are, you know, we, I always, you know, telling him, you know, keep your head up, keep on going. You're going to make it. Da, 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 da. But I do remember um, him. And then there was, there was one thing he made. He said something like, I know women. And that's when I was just like, oh, I can't let this go at all. Do you now? Okay, G. I, at my age, am still befuddled by the amazingness that is women. You just got onto this planet. There's That's so no condescending, way. bro. Oh my god! <laughs> you just Did you hear yourself? In. You it's just like, told a 27 year old man. He just look, got here. You just got here. You You're like just 13 got years here. older than him. That ain't a lot, bro. If I was in prison for 13 years and a guy comes into prison the first day and he's like, "I know prison," I'd be like, "Nigga, you just <laughs> got here. How about I just show you prison?" You know what I'm saying? At his age. Real talk, I guarantee you my sister would be like, you know who he talks like? You, you know who 27. he kind of rem- Exactly. But even then, here's what I my brain does. At 27, this is Steve. Hey, you know your woman only um, tells you that someone hit on her to see what your reaction is going to be. 
I'm not arguing. I am now sitting there for the rest of the night going through all the possibilities of what she's doing when I'm not there. That's what my brain starts doing. It's not arguing. It's like, he's freaking right. And guess where that argument heads? I'm texting her. You'd be like, why you be telling me all the time to go? <laughs> he took it to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not the one you're supposed to be talking about, huh? I don't know. I would have handled the whole situation differently. I'm totally just, understandable. I would have been like, okay, cool. And then that's the thing. You could have just been like, all right, you're right. And in your head went, no, he's wrong. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. But you won't do that. Mm-mm. So the nine inch nails thing, it's just an opinion. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people yeah. share that opinion. Yeah. That's the thing. True. But it's true. It has to, in your head, it has to go through a Steve Hudson filter. If Steve Hudson doesn't agree, therefore it's not true. Well, here's the thing. Like for me, it's like, hey, dogs shouldn't bite. In my opinion, there is a pit bull that if I walk up and put my hand through the fence, it will bite me. I'm If I do put my hand through the fence and it bites me and I'm like, how dare you? I'm like, yeah, but you know that pit bull bites. Just don't even put your hand in that because that specific one bites. I'm someone that's like, once you put something out there, it's going to be a thing. It's just going to be a thing. Like if you know someone you had people riled up to the point where they wanted to come on and argue with you. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing, Dan, you know, I just want to hear it, but you know, I'm not the one though, bro. You know, I'm not the one to do that with. If you want to come on this show and do that and put the, and argue me saying that, I don't know what the argument, whether it's going to be, it's a tough name when literally they put a, one of the listeners put up a, um, article where he's like, I was just trying to think of the toughest name. So he was saying response to you. But that's what Trish Rezor said, though. Because I read it and I was like, oh, this must be a response to Dan. Because I already said this. I don't think he means it so literal. Do you know what I'm well, saying? I, I mean, okay. He's just talking. It's a fucking name okay. he came up with like 30 something years ago. He said, I was thinking about the toughest name. I don't think he said the toughest name. Maybe he said the word tough, but I don't think it was the tough. Again, we're going down Steve Road again of has to be the best of the best or the 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 pinnacle of something. Do you know what no, I mean? No, I don't. I'm just saying, I, okay, say he was saying, I would just think about a tough name then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine, but that's- And now you debate whether it's tough or not. That's what I was <laughs> you know, saying. What's a tough name to you? I literally said Nine Inch Nails is not as tough as it may sound. That's what my argument was last week. I didn't yeah. say it's not the toughest name in the world. I just said, you know what? Nine Inch Nails isn't as tough as it sounds. Yeah, the tough part wasn't really a debate. The debate came from me saying that I thought it was one of the best names. That's where the debate came from. And I wasn't saying, and here's my thing. My thing wasn't even it wasn't the toughest name. That was the debate I was I was just like, you think it's one of the best names ever? And that's fine. Again, if you want, that's <laughs> going to be your thing. I just don't know whoever is riled up enough my question was, are they, what are they arguing? That it's a tough name, that it's the best name ever, that it's the whatever. I don't know what they're coming on here to argue. I don't know. So going back to your submission of Sly and the Family Stone. Uh-huh. What like you sent that up because why? Like it's one You of said the best. name some other because I wasn't that's why in my brain I was like, oh, he's not asking me for the toughest names. He's asking me what are better names. I was like, oh, Sly and the Family Stone. Okay, so by whose standards? Oh, it's just opinion. Just like you said, it's opinion. And I assume that you were like, hey, Steve, name me some that you think are better in your opinion. Not saying name me some that you think are better in my opinion. 
I'd be like, well, that's impossible. <laughs> I right. would just but, give so you then something. Why, okay, so, so you did. You gave me your opinion, which is yeah. great, and I accepted it. But why wasn't mine okay? It was okay. No, because you disagreed. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's okay. If someone tells me, hey, Steve, I don't like your Mustang, does that make my Mustang not good? No. I would just be like, I feel you. You are, try- you are coming off way too logical right now. But that is, a, but, but the thing is, even whatever I say, the logic doesn't And I know the people that change. were in the middle of this conversation know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. I understand, about. You're, but you're regardless of my logical. tone, the logic doesn't change. Like at the end, if we have a huge argument at the end of it, I would still be like, yeah, my tone was crazy, but the logic didn't change. I'm just like, yeah, it's all opinion. If someone was like, Steve, is it a fact that Sly and the Sanding Stone is an, a factually better name than Nine Inch Nails? I'm like, that's impossible. There's no one that could tell that. That's I true. Can't, you can't. I mean, the only thing that's fat, like if I say Golden State or Toronto Raptors are better than Golden State Warriors, someone will be like, you can say that. And I guess the facts that they won the championship says it. But what if they were just better for those five games? You could even make an argument there, even though they hold the championship. You could just be like, they were the better team for those five games or those six sure. games. They were the better team or five games, technically. And so I'm just like, well, all of it, like so much of life is an opinion, but it's a fact of how good at you, good are you at enforcing your opinion to the point that someone else starts questioning theirs? That's all it is. Because hmm. I'm not questioning my opinion. Nor I, am I totally. questioning my opinion about Wu-Tang either. Totally. But it definitely rattled you. Like you're like, no, that's impossible. <laughs> okay. I, I, here's the thing. I've never... The only time I've never been rattled, it's only just like a no. It's so off because if I get the only thing that would rattle me is like if you really took a an artist that I really haven't talked about on the podcast too much. If you took like artists that really mean something to me and was like, they're not good. That's when I'm stopping and being like, time. What did you just say? But like stuff like Nine Inch Nails. Uh, you know, wh- who has the greatest name? This stuff, nothing's gonna, or who has the best first line in a hip hop song? I'm like, there's a billion. So it's like, no, it's not gonna rattle me. It's just gonna be like, oh, no. No, but again, I'm just going back to the point. Like, I think we're going on this a little too long, but I'm just giving you my opinion. I don't yeah. understand where the, where the argument came from. Like, you, that it should, what I'm saying is, when I said, and it's not like from now on you should do this, but in my in my thought process, when I say, well, yeah, this is uh, that was a you know one of the greatest intros. That's that it should just be like okay, cool, that's your opinion, right on. But it it doesn't uh, go that way. No, <laughs> it I, and, you know what? Also, a debate. I think also growing up in a uh, you're in an environment of you know the circle, the homies would be like, hey, Ice Cube has the dopest verse on whatever. No one's going to, unless the one, if you kind of disagree with me, someone's going to say something and be like, hell no, this is the greatest. And it's automatically, when you start, when you put that out, you know, not the whole circle is going to be like, yo, for real. And if it is one of those situations, it is like official in that crew. Okay. It's official. Easy has the best thing, uh, verse on, on uh straight out of Compton. It's over. But if one of them disagrees, that person, even if it's four against five, they're going to spend the next hour and a half going through Easy Easy's repertoire, <laughs> being like, "This I got is you. why." And what yeah. you're saying makes sense. But in the heat of things, it doesn't always go that way. And I'm not trying to prove that you're wrong or right or anything like that. Uh, I'm trying to give you another example. 
oh, one time we were talking about, and again, all opinions, right? Yeah. But we were talking about 21 Pilots. And you're like, oh, they're terrible. And I'm like, how do you know this? You go, I listen to 20 seconds of their song. How is that a logical opinion? That they're terrible? Did I say they're, I don't think they said that. Yes, Steve, I promise you. Did I say they're <laughs> terrible? Yes. And I go, why? And you go, and, and the reason that I'm remembering this is because of this absurd statement you said is, oh, I listen to 20 seconds of their music. So that's how I know. Oh, that's, I think that's one of those hyperbolic statements. Just like if someone says me like Little Yachty, I'm going to be like, he's trash. I haven't listened to his album. So you're just full of hyperbole? Oh, no. There are certain times where you hit certain uh, hyperbolic statements. He's trash. Oh, have you listened to Taylor Swift's new album? Obviously, if we're in the circle of the right homies, we're all going to be like, it's trash. Has any of us listened to her album? Of course not. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Hey, have you listened to the new um, uh, uh, The Wiggles album? No, they're probably trash. But I'm saying technically I didn't listen to The Wiggles album. That is a technicality that is totally true. Can I say that The Wiggles album is trash technically? No, because I didn't listen to it. But I'm just going off of, I know what we like in this circle. Can we all agree in this circle that it's trash? Hell yeah, dog, it's trash, cool. I got you. And again, you are making sense right now. But again, <laughs> I don't understand. I always because, like okay. because in the heat of thing, it is not so cut and dry. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But right I'm now, saying if, you're yeah. not fired up about anything. So you're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to give you a very logical. Well, statement. no, if you but were in you a circle, want, when like, you're fighting to prove a point, you yeah. will fight it till the very end, whether or not it's even an important point. No question. Like if literally if someone told me if someone says I put. uh, OK, if they say a hey, Tupac or big. We both know that that is an argument that is never going to end. But guess who's going to fight it to the death in this circle? Me. And we will go line for line, bar for bar, track for track. And in the end, we'll be walking away arguing as I get into my car. And then later on, talk about something totally different. Even though I knew starting this argument, it's never that I'm not going to pull my homie over to my side. Why? Because he's a big fan. But we're going to argue. I got to figure it out. That. So when we talk, it makes more sense. Like when we're actually talking, it makes more sense, right? Mm-hmm. So you know how you have told me before that like sometimes when I text, my tone is different? Yes. I think that's what we're dealing with here with you. In some instances. To- now, you know the whole, yes. now the whole Doug thing, that was just straight up craziness. Like I, I don't think and it I, was. And I, know- I wasn't even heated. <laughs> He was heated and it was fun getting him heated. Yeah. So like I was poking his. So yes. Yeah. You were poking a bear, which isn't the coolest thing to do. Let's be real. Like there's no point of it. But I knew what kind of bear he was. You were basically at the zoo. Yeah. And you walked by the lion cage and you went, I'm going to pee on this lion. And you just peed on the lion. Well, I wanted to see what kind of lion he was. Why? That's just being real, G. And you're also involved in his girl. Now, I really want to see this go like, let's let's go forward a year. Mm-hmm. We're, we're hanging out and uh, someone wants to tell you how Melissa is. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really want to see what happens. It, de- well, it depends on if she's there. If she's not there, um, I will. Here's the thing. I will probably click into finding their little nerve and just digging in. What? That's all. Because like it, it, it's one of those, in my opinion, when, yeah. when like, say you're in a circle and you're hearing us, you're going to think me and my friends are about to fight. You're going to think for sure it is about to haul off. Like, cause we're pushing each other. We're elbowing each other. It's about to go down. But 
there's sometimes where it's just like, if I'm like with 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 Doug, I didn't know who he was. Like, who is this cat? I could tell by how he was talking and how he was like dapping and how we I was like, oh, I knew the kind of dude he was inside the job. I just wanted to know what kind of dude he was kind of outside the job. And as he got louder, a lot of my arguments weren't even arguments. They were just poking the bear. And being like, where does he, because he was still smiling, still smiling. When he got outside, he was smiling, smiling, but he was getting a little bit agitated. And I could tell that I put a little doubt in his brain. A little bit. Because I started to walk away and he followed me. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to drop, I got to like drop this because I'm going to keep coming back to it. I love to. But why? Why was the point? Like, why would you want to make, listen, hold up, hold up. Just hear me out. You just met this cat. Mm-hmm. You don't know his girl. Yes. Why do you want to put those kind of thoughts into a dude's head for no reason whatsoever? Other than to just poke a bear. Remember the first time I let it go. And I was like, oh, because the first time he said that. No, the first time he said, hey, my girl um, uh, talked to this. Uh, like he said, hey, my girl got hit on today. I was like, oh, she must be pretty. Something like that. And then he's like, oh, yeah, my girl always be getting hit on. And I was like, does she always tell you about this? Now it's over. Now it's over. Now we have to have the conversation. Well, I'm going to have to just assume that's what was said because I don't remember. Because quite honestly, I was working and it like caught my attention. Yes. After like, oh, wait, hold on. There's something going on behind me. You know what I mean? I'm just listening to two guys talk and it's all it's all like, you know, background noise, basically, until the tones changed. Yes. Oh, this is a whole different situation we're dealing with right now. And my, and my this is going to keep me here an extra hour. Yes. And it was, and, and again, it was the reason I knew that he was one of the, like one of the homies is that when we see each other now, it's like it never happened. I'm like, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of them. Some people would have held that. No. Some people would have held that for sure. But I could tell, oh, we come from a similar place where that probably happens a lot. Where he got, where he, I was like, okay, cool. We were just poking each other. No problem. Everything's cool. Obviously, when I say something about him, like how you and your girl, he'll smile because he remembers. But everything's perfectly fine. And we're right back to where we are, uh, where we were. Actually, after that, we were way cooler after one meeting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like you guys are enemies. I never no, said that. But we got close because we had had that, like, hey, 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 that thing, that weird black bonding weirdness yelling at each other thing. The next time... <laughs> We were, you could tell that we were like, when we were back around, we were like homies because we had that thing. That thing happened where it's like, oh yeah, this is what we do. Because it's just like doing the, like when you're running, like that's why your mama got this. When you're talking really mean in that circle, like mm-hmm. clowning people and yeah. that's what happens and you get closer and everything's fine. But no one's ever so often someone says something that's like. Hey, 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 you need to chill. That dude's really sensitive about that junk. But it, it was fine. But I know that night I was seeing where his where his uh, sensitive spot was. That's all. Right, all. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So my next thing to you is. Yeah. You do realize, though, that as much as you will fight for something mm-hmm. or argue or debate, that you can turn on a dime and be like, oh, and yeah, this is the greatest thing in the world. Totally. <laughs> you know this, right? Totally. And so, which basically negates everything that you are arguing for. Uh, but that's the goal. The goal is to change someone's mind. Like, if my mind never changes, well, then you're not a good... All you're doing is arguing for, for argument's sake. I can say that I have been arguing and someone made a great point and I was like, 
You know what? That's, you're totally right. If right, someone, I'm going to try to go here without going there. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Let's see. All right. So a few episodes back, mm-hmm. several, we just mentioned one of them actually on a t-shirt. We had a conversation. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now we didn't necessarily talk about like Babadook stuff, but yes. we were talking about things that can lead to mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. under certain circumstances contracting the Babadook. Yes. And uh, you were pretty much sold on, let's see, I'm going to try to remember some of these. And again, I'm going to paraphrase. I believe you were sold on, you only want to give a woman 25 seconds. That's it. Um, Okay. And you were also, the the whole thing about the Babadook, of course, we were referring to oral sex and whatnot. It's still serious, Jay. Now, I will be the first person to say that you have you have you've given no details whatsoever. I want to be very yes. respectful about that. That is and still that ha- is the I, honest yes. truth. You have given no yes. details. Yes. But you have had some chains of heart. You've, because this is your words. You've told me nothing yet. But you were saying that uh, we need a Patreon episode so you can talk about your change of heart. My changing of heart. I haven't actually. What was the word that we should probably use? I wouldn't dive into the deep end. <laughs> I won't dive into the deep end only because you, it, yeah I haven't dived but I understand you speaking I speaking in metaphors there buddy yes yeah like it's, it's I can't do only because gee it's still it's such a glitch in my brain that even when I entertain it it's just a glitch dude okay well you also said that you will not receive be, ah, I gotta be careful here I that's still a that's still a thing yeah it's weird I know dude dude Dude, you should hear the circle talk is for real. They're like, gee, that's just the weirdest thing we ever heard. Like, that's the weirdest thing. And you, I must be wrong because you and everybody else is like, one thing can sometimes be better than the other. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, dog, what is your problem, dog? I'm like, huh, maybe I'm on a different planet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I must be on a different planet because and I'm willing to say I because you notice I can't argue it. I'm like, I must be bugging. I must be bugging. I'm because 99% of people cannot be wrong. Well, they can be, but I don't think that I'm the right one this time. I must not be. They're like, that's how great it is. I'm like, really? Yeah, and like man. I'm the idiot in the circle. I'm not saying is, I'm saying. Could be. be exactly, and yes. I and the thing is the weird thing is I entered the conversation being like, "Hey, why don't you just jump into the regular thing, right?" And I'm the one getting looked at like, "Nigga, what? Like what?" <laughs> I'm still. I'm like, "Am I crazy? Am I the crazy one?" You so know I want to make sure I understand. So it's okay for guys to receive, but to give is ludicrous. No, they do both. Everyone I talk to do, but I'm- okay. I misunderstood the, you. I'm the odd duck out of here. I'm the weirdo. And apparently, um, uh, I talked to a doctor and uh, it was a, it's a per, he, he's a young guy. And he's just like, why is that your worry? Like, it's such a strange thing to be worried about. There's so many other things to be worried about. Why would that, getting something like that be your worry for not doing that? And I was like, I don't know. It just is. I don't know. It's just a thing, dog. All right. I just really want to make this Patreon episode so I can hear what the hell you're really trying to talk about. Um, and then I wonder if you'll really talk about it. 
I no, I will talk. I think it's a good conversation to be had. I think a lot of this, dude. Oh, I'm about to go weird. I think a lot of this has to be just being raised in Christian school. I think it's left remnants. Oh, I have no doubt about that. It's and that's de- no, and I yeah. and I mean nothing offensive by that. No, I know but for I, sure. I totally get it because I mean, that's as you know, you are secluded years. from a certain. Well, with their best intentions, you are secluded from a certain totally the, the people around you, culture totally. And you see pictures of you know sex ed. You see pictures of this is what could happen to your mouth, and so you're like, oh, guess what's never happening in my mouth? That thing. It was the cancer thing. And the HPV is, there's no, there's no like thing I could see that has it. But even that, even that isn't a, like it's, there's so much more, the more I think about it, it's just so much deeper than that, dude. It's like, I think it's just been like, you know, when you're, when you're taught in school, well, my school, like, if you do it once, this can happen. So you're like, oh, I'm never doing that. I mean, it is 100% your prerogative. Well, no, it's, and the thing is, I think I know that that is a thing. I've gotten enough information from actual people um, of the, uh, you know, actual women that are just like, you're in for a tough situation, man. I mean, you cannot. But I mean, <laughs> it, it, it just it just makes things more difficult. You know? Coincidentally, I don't know if one has to do with the other, but I just read that Dave Mustaine, who is the singer and guitar player for Megadeth, yeah, contracted throat cancer. I got to bring that up. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. From nope. but they, he doesn't know how he got it. It's nothing said. I, that's why I wanted to like. I almost put it because <laughs> I like Dave Mustaine. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm a, I'm a somewhat a Megadeth fan, but I respect him is what I'm getting at. Even though he's kind of an asshole. From what I see anyways, like in the, you know, in the media and stuff like that, he comes off a little rough, but, um, I wanted to put that on our Facebook group just to be like, Hey, yo, <laughs> you know, like this is what's going on. But I knew exactly where it was going to go if I did that. No point. So I decided no point. not to. And, and here's people, the people knew anyway, the people that I wanted to know already knew. So it's fine. And talking it's, to you, Shanks. And, and like, I'm not talking, I won't, people who have, who have, uh, there's, there's certain people I know, like I said before that met someone online and did it that night with yeah, someone they didn't really boy. know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you are. Can't. You may want to. Yeah, you are yeah. spinning that bullet. What do you call them? I'm not a gun person. <laughs> You're talking to me like I am? You're, you put the bullet in, you spin the what? The barrel. Would it be the barrel? I, for the purposes of this conversation, <laughs> I, say, <laughs> I say yeah. I know people are kicking the gun. I give a fuck. I don't like guns. Okay. <laughs> Neither do I. You're and you're just hoping. Hey, maybe this time I won't get a sore on my lip. Maybe. Might be possible. I just it, it's it's it takes guts. I almost respect that person. Because I'm like question. Yes. If I contracted throat cancer tomorrow, mm-hmm. would you be like, "They told you"? <laughs> no, <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would. You're like, you know what? Hey, can I poke this cancer bear one time? I would. I would. Fi- I would wait till it was all done. You're all cured. You all good now? You good? You, you can't really. You don't sound the same anymore. But I told you. <laughs> I would be like. Steve's crazy, they said. I'm talking through a trach and shit. That's not funny, Steve. Steve's the nutball, they said. No, but my thing is, there's. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not 
you know, overreacting to things. And and the more I, they're like, hey, everything in life comes with a risk, dude. There is no, hey, it's a hundred percent safe. They're like, well, the, everything's risky. It's just you have to weigh the risks. And man, dude. For all y'all that weighed the risk, it was like, I'm diving in. Y'all are some soldiers, bro. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, bro. Especially like in the dating scene. Like if you're meeting someone at a club and coming home and doing that. Hey, that's on you. That You're rolling the dice. You know what I'm saying? You are rolling the biche. Yeah. Like I'm a true believer. Like I don't have to deal with this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like if I was in the dating scene, I'm a true believer that I no. You got to get some kind of data first. Something. Yeah. You got to find out some back. You got to see your papers. Like, you need the papers. You got to do <laughs> background check. You know what I'm saying? It might take a week. But to I, get results. I have. There's a lot of on the Patreon. We will talk about stuff that I have evolved on, though, in relationships and probably bigger than than that. Probably going to be worth that. it. Is it something that we should just get out of the way now? Like, or is it no, worth it? It's. It's because I do want to, here's my goal on the Patreon. I actually want to have someone that's kind of versed in this come on and talk me down. And I do know a doctor. And maybe they could talk me down. Well, guests have always been the biggest issue for us getting them on with our schedule, but I'm all for that. Can we stay on the Patreon subject for a second? Yes. It's not in the notes or anything, but yes. I kind of did want to talk about that. So like, I would like to start this up really soon. But I am kind of throwing this out to the listeners. Is this something that you would be interested in? And I'm talking to our devoted listeners, the people that that love this show. And I know there are a few of you out there. And that's not hyperbole. I do believe that some of you actually love this show. And, and I love you for that. Like, we're not trying to make money off of this. Like, this isn't so we can go, well, this is a part of our income. The only reason that we do these kind of things, and I think, and some of you I know that are new to the group, don't really understand podcasts all that well. I just want you guys to understand something. We're not trying to beg you for money. We're not trying to make a living off of this. It's just that these things cost money. You know, the, the website, the RSS feed, uh, equipment, things like that. Going to the freaking movies to talk about these kind of things. All that costs money. We're not really trying to put that on you. But the reason that we're doing this Patreon page is because we are asking for a little bit of a help. It just it you need those things sometimes. You know what I mean? Like. All we want to do is pretty much be able to run the show without it interfering with anything in our personal lives. Is that a fair enough statement, Steve? Totally. So getting back to what I was saying, would you guys be interested in something like this? I think that some of the ideas that I've come up with for Patreon would be like like what Steve's saying, doing his um, stuff that he doesn't really want to talk about in a public forum, I guess. Or you know, You have a little bit of a wall <laughs> in front of it. I'm thinking of doing things where like getting on there and just playing like my top 10 favorite songs. You know what I mean? Like a radio show. I'll just play some, spin some music for you or something like that. Uh, having guests on talking about different things that we don't normally talk about. That's the kind of stuff that I want to do with this. I don't want you to feel like by even at the lowest tier, which we haven't even established yet, but like paying for something like that, that you're just going to get like one additional show. Like I think that we should do something, Steve, that's, it's a little more unique. So it feels like they are getting a little something extra. Totally agree. Hit us up. Heroes of Noise podcast, you can go to, uh, yeah, Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. You can go to the website, leave a voicemail, whatever, Twitter. I don't give a shit. Just let us know what you think. Nice, bro. And you know what? You kind of, you got out the the contact information just now. Oh, yeah. I did that without the wacky song. That's cool. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Well, that's perfect. That gets into what we've been watching. Would you like to start or would you want me to start? Dan. Oh, sorry. Can I do oh, one more ahead. thing? No, good. 
Hey, dude, before we start talking, I, I just want to say um, I am going to be at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View this weekend. We are going to go check out the Wu-Tang Clan. So if anyone listening is like going to be there, hit me up on Twitter or something like that, man. Let's do a meetup. I'll buy you a beer. Unless there's like 10 of you, then I can't do that because Shoreline's expensive. But we should meet up and say hello to each other. Look for me. I think I'll be wearing a Heroes of Noise shirt because I'm a hoe that way. Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan, man. Who else? I mean, I, uh, you said you were thinking about going to this, Steve. You're not going to go, huh? No, dude. No, I won't be able to make it. You won't be able to make it or you don't no. want to go? No, I can't make it. It would be it would be a it would be cutting it a bit close. Cuz I got to get up the soul. next morning. I know. I well, I'm going to see Daylob all themselves. The far side. This Eric could be a great show. It's going to be a great show, Jay. And Wu-Tang, man. I, yeah, I it's going to be great. I know. It's going to be amazing, dude. I'll probably have some form of audio next week from that. Because I'm going with uh, Chris from ADO Radio, as well as Sean from Horribly Awkward Podcast, and I'm going to bring the recorder. Maybe we'll do something. I think yes, maybe that's next week's podcast. Y'all talking about that? That's enough to talk about. Yeah, but I don't want to like bank on that because if for some reason we get up there and we're just not feeling like recording, I don't want to say, "Hey, next week we're doing this." But possibly. Oh yes, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not saying. I wasn't saying like at the actual show. I think you were. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. What have you been watching, G? And you go because you like this. This week you've watched as normal way more than me. What have you watched? Oh, good God. Where do I start? You literally watched a crib, dude. Well, let's tell you what. Let's talk about what you have. Have we watched anything? Oh, yeah. We watched one yeah. thing that we can talk about. Oh, together. and that's going to be the one. But you watch something too. How about you start? All right. So I am going. Everyone knows I have a shutter account. If you don't, now you do. Um, in the great words of Biggie, kind of, um, kind of, <laughs> if you don't know now you do. <laughs> wow. That- <laughs> Welcome to the wrong lyrics podcast. <laughs> I said in the words, if you don't know, I bet now, now you, do. you, you do. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's on the same album as. When you have more money, sometimes more problems definitely follow. That's right. Yeah, same same album. I um, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so I was on Shutter and I was looking through um, movies, and I was like, "What am I going to watch?" And I normally I go through and see who you know what movies have the best score because they have a score underneath them, and one of them had like four out of five, and it was called Bore, B O A R. So they're saying it was a almost perfect movie. Oh, and that's, here's my thing. <laughs> I go on, I said, this is impossible. Cause there's a, in, on the poster, there's a boar with big old tusks, this massive boar. And I go online and a lot of the reviews are like, this movie knows what it is. And I love that review because when a movie knows what it is, they are not trying to be something else. So I was like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. Stay tuned to that statement, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get back to what he just said in just a little bit. Yes, we will. So, and yes, when a movie, yes, please, let's get back to that. So this movie says, okay, we know what we are. So let's totally just go full on with this thing. Dude, Boar was, I loved it, man. It was so much fun. It was, it was literally people acting the way you would act if you saw a giant boar. What's the plot? We know the star. What's the plot? The plot is um, there's no reason for this boar to exist. 
It's a giant boar in the Australian outback. Campers are going out there getting killed by said boar. <laughs> so it's like Jaws, but but a boar. But a boar. And there's a there's a part where the boar tusks this girl up like through her chin and like Sweet. rips out the front. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. It's good gore. Oh, it's fantastic gore. And obviously the boar, they make the boar, when you see it all at once, it's very cgi but it's perfectly fine. But when they're actually like fighting the boar in like a tent, they must have some massive boar head. Because I'm like, oh, that's a thing. Like they're like holding on to the tusks and I'm like, oh, that's effective. Oh, it's like the, uh, the shadow, the silhouette. No, there's like an actual boar head. Like digging through the tent and they're fighting in the tent with this massive boar head with these massive tusks. And I'm like, that looks so good. Like, that's a good boar head, that animatronic thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's good instead of doing CGI. They're like, no, we're going to have them fight with a bloody boar head with tusks that are bleeding and have them get gored. I was like, oh, this is this is good old fashioned gore. This is good old fashioned. And it's just, um, you know... It doesn't try to be like, so they were doing some scientific experiment and they were like, hey, let's make a big old boy. They didn't do that. It's, it's just, just a boar comes out of nowhere. There's a boar. Killing people. And because technically we don't care how it happens. We really don't care how it happens. It's just a fun movie. You will be entertained because they don't waste time. They don't sit there and be like, all right, let's do 45 minutes on where this. Nuh-uh. They're like, you remember what this movie's called, homies? Yeah. Let's just go ahead and do that from jump. <laughs> and they do. From jump, hello, boar. Good movie. Nice. Cool. Liked it. Any, anybody in it that I would recognize? If Unless you've seen Wolf Creek. You've never seen Wolf Creek, right? No, sir, I have not. Well, then no, you would not recognize a soul. If you've seen Wolf Creek and Wolf Creek 2, the main killer, he's, he's in this movie. But he's not in it for much. But if you're a fan of Wolf Creek and Wolf Creek 2 like I am, it was great seeing him. Nice. So what's so, your rating? I would give um I would give Boar two tusks. Should have been like two chops. Two chops. I mean, dude, look. I was sitting there thinking, well, why don't they just do this? I'm like, oh, those razor sharp tusks. That's right. Because I'm like, just stab him in the head. I'm like, oh, it would be hard. Because in my brain, I was like, I would just time it. So when the t- when the dude boar is moving, I would dive through the middle of the tusk and then stab him in the Yeah, I couldn't do that probably. And so they tried that. <laughs> now, I don't I was, know about you, man, but like getting attacked by a wild animal is probably dude, in my top top five ways to die. Dude. Like the worst ways to die. It is. And being attacked because while it's like it would gore someone and shake it around so it would like rip up where I'm like, oh, that's that would be what a a big boar would do. Is that how devastating ripping ribs out and stuff? I'm like, oh, good lord, man. Good boar sounds. Yes, it's really fun. And it's it's um there's a few, there's like two jump scares. One of them is out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, that was effective. That was effective. <laughs> it's good. So yeah, I know. Um, like I know Sean Veazey would like this. 
Uh, the elusive Sean Veazey. I don't, I'm very curious. As, I don't know if you, it's up your alley because it's very campy, but I liked it. I would recommend if you like campy, if you're a horror fan and you like campy horror, check out Boar. Did you see The Ranger? I watched 20 minutes of it. Okay, so that is campy as well. Is this that kind of campy? I, probably it's not. way better than that. Okay, because that movie sucked. No, and, and when you see that, uh, like when I saw Homeboy from Wolf Creek, I was like, oh, if he's in this, because Wolf Creek 2, like you can jump into Wolf Creek 2 without having seen Wolf Creek 1. Wolf Creek 2 is a, like, I would put it in almost horror classic. And it's on Shudder. Oh, no, it's on Amazon Prime right now. And I would put it almost in uh, horror classics. He's Wolf like a Creek two. Wolf Creek two. He's like a walking um, Jeepers Creepers, like a guy though, like a man that's doing this. <laughs> He's just evil and cruel, and it's pretty uh, disturbing. So that's a Steve Hudson recommendation. Uh, Boar, yes. No, no, Wolf Creek one and two, yes. Okay. For you, I, I would jump first, into people. two. Yeah, for you, I would just jump into two. All right, so I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. Yes. Sir. All right. So, you know, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I don't have super high ratings this week, but they're not necessarily bad ratings. I'm going to start off with that. They're just not really, really high ones. I've watched a lot over the last few weeks. And quite frankly, I was looking for things to watch this time around. And to be quite honest, I kind of got burned out. Have you ever had that before where you're just watching too much and you're just like, you can't retain it anymore? Yeah, I went through that. It's weird. I managed, but these are the ones that I picked. So this is what I got for you this week. Before I say, you're going to know what I'm talking about, but are you an Adam Sandler guy? Are we talking about current Sandler or Happy Gilmore Sandler? Uh, I just mean, are you a fan of Adam Sandler? You don't have to be like liking everything that he's done, but do you like the guy? Do you are you a fan of his work? I appreciate. Um, yes, I'm a, I am. I appreciate the work of Adam Sandler. You were probably going where I am right now, where it's like I do appreciate the younger Adam Sandler better, and as he's gotten older, he's had more flops than hits. That said, I watched Murder Mystery on Netflix and, uh, you know, I kind of like this one, man, for what it is, because I don't think that he's really been doing too much. There was one called The Do-Over, which he had, you know, how he always has his boys with him. He, he mm-hmm. did that one with uh, David Spade. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be terrible. Kind of enjoyed it, but I, I like it. I, I, I classify that in the Sandler movies. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess he sort of gets a pass. Now, Murder Mystery came out last Friday, I believe. And um, this one was fun to me. Like, it's nothing special. It's nothing to write home about. It's not something I'm going to be like, you guys have to stop everything you're doing and watch this movie. But I enjoyed it. The premise is a New York cop and his wife go on a European vacation to reinvigorate the spark in their marriage. A chance encounter leads them to being framed for a murder of elderly billionaire, of an elderly billionaire, rather. It's written by James Vanderbilt and directed by Kyle Newichek. And I think this is one of the better movies that he's done recently. He's definitely got like a solid deal with Netflix because they're pretty much letting him do whatever the hell he wants. And that's probably good and bad. Like I know he did his uh, comedy special recently. They're giving him a lot of room to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So, you know, most of the time, it's not like I don't think he's ever done anything that's just so fucking bad that it needs to be, you know, bad mouthed all over the Internet. Perhaps. What was that one uh, where he played his twin? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a, yes. a female twin. Yeah, that was terrible. I can't even think of the name. Jack and Jill, I believe, is the name of that one. Terrible. This is not a situation like that. This is a fun film. It's your standard Sandler submission. You know what I mean? You're not going to get anything that's like so groundbreakingly new that 
you go, oh, this is this is the one that's going to bring him back. It's nothing like that. This is just good old Adam Sandler. And if you like Adam Sandler, then you're going to like this movie. If you don't, I wouldn't go with it. You know what I mean? It starts off, like I said, uh, Jennifer Aniston is his wife and they are just they've, they've gotten very bored in their marriage and their 15th anniversary comes up and he's he's kind of a. He's not really honest with her, not so much in like a mean way, but he is a New York cop, beat cop. And he's been telling his wife for the longest time that he was a detective because he failed all these tests and he was just kind of frankly embarrassed about it. So their whole relationship is kind of based on these little white lies that are starting to come to a head. He had promised her at one point that he was going to take her on a honeymoon and it hasn't happened yet. It's been 15 years. So she kind of calls him on it. He pulls out every bit of money that he has and he takes her on this very cheap trip to Spain. On the way to Spain, they meet Lucas Evans, who is a billionaire, and he invites them to go to this boat trip, this trip on a yacht for reasons they don't know. They end up accepting it. And this is when the murder mystery kicks in. So it is it's a straight up like clue or something like that. You know, who done it kind of thing. It's pretty entertaining, man. Like there's some funny lines in it. There's nothing too hilarious. But what I like about this one is this is Sandler doing like that kind of I'm older now and I'm sarcastic and I'm cynical about everything. I like that version of him. It's very, you know, he the jokes are more for him to amuse himself as opposed to trying to amuse you. I like that. This movie is just fine. I think that it's something that if you have a day to kind of kick back and just catch up on movies on Netflix, I would suggest doing this one here. It's funny. Again, if you don't like Adam Sandler, probably not the best for you. There's really no like belly laughs or anything like that, but his sarcasm is on point. And if you like that, then you're going to like this. Another thing that I will say is that Jennifer Aniston, pretty sure she sold her soul to the devil because she still looks fantastic at 50. It's kind of, it gives me hope. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> basically when I turn 50, Steve, I want to look like Jennifer Aniston. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Okay. So, yeah. All right. But no, but she's good. I, I, I thought that they were great. I, I liked all the supporting cast. I thought Lucas Evans was good. Another thing that I liked is that, you know, with Adam Sandler, you kind of get like, especially with romance movies or where there's romance, particularly when he's like courting someone for a romance in the movies. You know, you know how he gets his talk. Yes. He, yeah. he, he does that thing and then they kiss and then, you know, he doesn't mm-hmm. do that in this movie. He doesn't do that weird. I'm Adam Sandler and I'm trying to be romantic voice. Okay. And he does a couple of, he does a couple of those, you know? <laughs> so you just, what I'm saying is you're pretty much getting the Sandler that I liked. So maybe that's why I'm enjoying this movie so much, but I recommend checking it out. I'm going to go ahead and rate it. I will give this one. I'm going to go ahead and go two out of five boxes of Japanese Claritin, sir. Totally fair. You know, totally it makes sense to the movie. Oh, and then the whole getting back to the Japanese Claritin thing. If you saw Deadpool 2 and you remember Yukio, that she's played by Shioli Kutsuna, she's in the movie. And who is Yukio, you're asking if you don't remember. That's the one that kept going, hi, Wayne. And he'd be like, hey, Yukio. That's pretty much all she did okay. in the movie. But entertaining. So I liked it. I, I recommend you watch this one. Cool. So another thing that I watched this week was from a comedian that I really had never bothered to pay attention to. I've heard his name several times. I know he's come through Fresno a couple times. We have a big Filipino community in Fresno, and I guess they come out in numbers for this guy. His name's Joe Coy, and he's got a Netflix special called Coming In Hot. This is like the first introduction I have to Joe Coy. I never really knew anything about him before. Did you follow him? Do you do you like his work? I've 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 um I've definitely seen his work. I, I could tell that he is funny. He's not in my circle of the comedians I listen to, but I have heard him. Well, same here. I mean, I don't, I don't have, I don't follow a lot of comedians. Matter of fact, I've kind of gotten away from that over the last few years. So when I watch these, maybe I'm a little more impressed because I don't watch a lot of comedy all the time anymore, a lot of stand up. Mm-hmm. But I liked him. He definitely plays to that Filipino culture. 
And it doesn't mean that if you're not Filipino or you don't understand their culture that you're going to like not get this because he has a very good way of just he's very honest about things. He plays into stereotypes. And I know some people don't like stereotypes because they don't like to hear the truth sometimes or maybe they just don't feel like having the truth put out at them. But he does a very good job of this, man. Um, he picked a great venue for this. He was in Hawaii. It's it's a nice mix. You have Japanese, you have Mexican people there, you have Polynesian, Filipinos. There are a lot of Asian crowd there. And I think that was the perfect place for him to do something like this. Getting back to his stereotypes, he uses that quite often, particularly at the end of the stand-up. But he does it in a way that's just really funny. Uh, and no one's safe. I mean, there's one there's one black dude that is in the front and he uses the stereotype. It's more of a bashing of, of uh, it's a small penis thing. He's talking about how Filipinos have small penises, or at least he does. And he picks out this guy named, I think his name's Malcolm, picks him out in the front row. And of course, you know, Malcolm's black, so Malcolm's got a big dick kind of thing. But the, he uses it in a, uh, in a kind of, a, I don't want to say tasteful, because when you're, when you're picking on people with stereotypes, it's not necessarily tasteful. But he does it in a way that it, make, it carries the show. And he keeps bringing Malcolm back into the jokes. So it, it works really well. Malcolm was a good sport. Everyone seemed to have a really good time with it. Um, he does spend a lot of time talking about his 15-year-old son, though. And this kid's got to be a trooper, man. Like, the way I see it. This kid has to have been warned about this kind of thing and is probably told to like, like, tell your friends, warn them. I don't know how this would work because it would be like if you were a comedian or if I was a comedian and I'm just bashing my son talking about, you know, my son has a small penis and he came to me with this problem, that kind of stuff. You would think that this this 15 year old has to be tough as nails. Because, you know, you're going into a high school setting and your friends start messing with you. You got to be a pretty tough kid. So maybe yeah. when you when you grow up with a comedian as a father, that kind of stuff just just falls right off of you and you don't really pay attention to it or something. But uh, I know that that was kind of rattling Gail and Sarah because they're like, oh, my God, this poor kid. They kept saying that the whole time. And I see their point. But I'm thinking to myself, like he had to give him some kind of warning. like <laughs> Or maybe here, here's $10,000. Yeah. Don't make a big deal about this. Something. But. He, he does spend a lot of time on that, too. I didn't take offense to it. I thought it was hilarious. Another thing that he does when getting back to the culture again is that he talks about his mother and the Filipino upbringing that he had. He's uh, half white, half Filipino. And he gets into the hardcoreness of Filipinos as far as how they talk, the way they cook, uh, sending their kids to school. with. And I've seen this before, but not necessarily with Filipinos. He's talking about he got sent to school with a uh, a lunchbox, as she called it, but it was just like a Cool Whip container. And all the kids are like passing around their turkey sandwiches and peanut butter. And he's like trying to trade with some like total cultural food that no one wants to eat. You know, I'm not doing this justice. He does a very good job of explaining this. And it's really funny. But he does this thing. He's talking about rice. And uh, do you ever <laughs> do you make rice? Because I need to know if this is something that transfers more in, from like Mexican and Filipino culture into other cultures. Do you make rice? Um, Yeah. So when you're setting up the water for rice, do you have a certain way you do that? Like, do you have a, like, like, when do you know how much water you've put in? The pan has a measure on it. <laughs> we, and I, I'm going to put myself in this. We don't do that. And this is a very real thing. I have been taught by my mom and my grandfather to put my finger at the top of the rice, right? Fill the water up to that first line on your finger. That's the universal measuring cup. right? Okay. There. If you know the culture, he makes this really, really funny. If you are Filipino or Mexican or you have been around that, he's just so fucking spot on. And I'm I think that's where, where the charm is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Much like any ethnic comedian, if you're going to talk about your culture, 
that's the funny things that he grabs out. Yeah. So I think that, you know, obviously Filipinos and Mexicans would probably benefit from this a little bit more, but that's not to say that he's not hilarious. Yes. I liked him. I'm going to check out his other special. So yeah, I enjoyed that. I do recommend watching that. And I gave this one the old standard 2.5 out of five Cool Whip container lunchboxes, man. It's a slow week, folks. What can I say? Perfect. What else you been, What else you got? Okay, so next up, I watched something on HBO that I'd seen being advertised several times. And I don't know why. I didn't feel like I was going to watch it. But again, I was kind of just grabbing at everything this week because I've watched so much. And I ended up catching the first episode of Euphoria with Zendaya. I've seen clips. You know... <laughs> Um, I'm going to take it back to the nineties on this one and talk about a movie that I saw called kids. If you've seen kids, you know what I'm talking about. This movie is intense and it Mm -hmm. shows teenagers in situations that occur every single day. But when it's like brought out to the front and put right in front of your face, you go like, wow, like it's, it's crazy because particularly now that I have kids, like it really bugs me out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know my kids aren't like these and I, that's probably what every parent says, but I've raised my kids to know enough about them to know that they're not really falling into some of this shit. Mm-hmm. But what Euphoria is about is uh, Zendaya plays a character by the name of Rue who she's still in high school and she's been in and out of rehab. She's got mental illness for the most part of her life. She's been on medication. She's a troubled kid. We start this off. She's coming out of rehab. And she's right back at it again. She had no intention of ever like getting clean or anything. She's a troubled kid. This first episode just follows her as she gets back, dealing with her parents, dealing with these friends that are in high school, and also what's going on with these friends. There's a lot of sex in this, man. And I haven't seen teen sex like this in movies since back in the 80s. Or, like I said, with kids. It's super intense. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that if you are triggered by things like statutory rape, sodomy, hardcore drug use, kids passing out, you know, hallucinating, I've never seen on HBO or for that matter, any cable channel, a full frontal male nudity with an erection before. And you know who it is? It's Eric Dane. You know who Eric Dane is, dude? Yeah, the dude from um, Grey's Anatomy. So you see him fully erect in this. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, my man's no slouch. I later read that it was a prosthetic, but still it's like alarming to see that it not, it's not like I was like appalled or anything. It was just like, Oh wow, we're doing this on HBO now. (laughs) They're not pulling any punches, dude. So you see, and oh, of course everyone's of age, but you're seeing teen nudity. You're seeing a girl lose her virginity from some kid that she knows in front of his friends. There's just a lot of shit to make you uncomfortable in this. That said, this is actually a really good show. It's very well written. It's just one of those things that it's going to punch you in the face when you watch it. And you sort of have to prepare yourself for that. So if you're thinking of watching Euphoria, just know that you are going to see things that rattle you a little bit. It's just it's a it takes you out of your comfort zone in a very, very big way. But I will say that Zendaya does a fantastic job in this dude. Like she's 100 percent believable in the character of Rue. Like for one episode, she's acting her ass off in this. And I really hope to see that she continues to do so throughout the series. I don't know if this is just going to be a one shot series and that's it. Or I don't know how you're really going to take this in the season two. I guess we're going to find out being that we're on the pilot. But if I could tell you guys to watch something that is different than a lot of things that you've seen and is something that's going to grab your attention and rattle you a little bit, then I think that if anything, it's going to be euphoria. HBO seems to know how to pick shows. And from what I've seen, this is going to be a phenomenal, but very uncomfortable watch. 
The scene with Eric Dane, it's a statutory rape scene. The teenager involved is willing to do these things, but it's a very uncomfortable, very long shot scene. Like you're, you're kind of going like, okay, all right, <laughs> that's enough. And it just keeps going. So if you're okay with things like that, then I'd say go for it and watch this here. But it is probably the best thing that I've seen or one of the best things that I've seen this week. I'm going to go ahead and rate that one. I'm going to give Euphoria a three out of five slashed arms. Whew. Three out of five. That's a, that's nice. Yeah, it's good, dude. I'm serious. It's really good, but it is super, super disturbing. How many eps have you watched? There's only one because it's on HBO. So it's dropping weekly. Oh, but with Chernobyl finishing up, you know, they, they lose game of Thrones. Chernobyl was just amazing. And now they're doing this one and Watchmen's coming out. Like, I don't think that HBO can lose. I do not believe they can. They do fantastic work, dude. They put out good product almost consistently. Bear in mind that I don't really like the things in that show, particularly that episode. I don't want to give too much away. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like to do, you know, we don't like to do spoilers on here, but it's like this show is meant to punch you in the face and get your attention. So if I say much more than that, it's going to water it down a little bit. And then before we talk about the last one, I did check out I Am Mother on Netflix. I'm not going to say that much about I Am Mother because I think that there's a lot going on with this one that I don't really want to spoil for you. The things that I'm going to touch on really quickly, Hillary Swank, she's fucking fantastic in this. Clara Rugard, Rugard, I think it is, and she plays daughter. She does a really, really good job in this too, man. Like It's very convincing. And then, of course, Rose Byrne as the voice of Mother, she's doing a fantastic job too. Uh, the way that they all play off each other is, is great. It's the story though, man. It's like this cool science fiction hypothetical story of, of what could happen if we did have this extinction, how they would get back to repopulating the planet. And um, I'm going to just risk kind of giving you this super vague, super, super vague review because I think that this is something that you guys just need to watch. This might be one of the better movies like as far as Netflix originals go. On Netflix, man, like it's it's really, really fucking good. And to sit here and give you the the plot of it and to give you like spoilers and it is not going to do this one justice. I think that if you have something that you want to watch this week on Netflix and it's not this, I think you should put that aside and check this one out because they are doing their best work on Netflix right now with this show. It's it's phenomenal. And I know that I'm not talking about it a lot on this one, but believe me, when you watch it, I think you'll understand why, because it's 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 a. you, you, you don't know. There's this big question and there's this uncertainty and you just don't know what it is about mother yet. Like something's going to happen. And when it does, you'll understand why it's, it's pretty fucking cool, Steve. Just check it out. It is the highest rating of anything that I've watched this week, but uh, I, I'm going to try and stay fair with this one. I'm going to go ahead and give it 3.5 out of five Insta fetuses. That's it. Done deal. Please pardon that crude review guys. Honestly, um, as I'm trying to put it together, I just realized I don't want to share anything. No, about this one. every review has really been, good. Watch it. Yes. Watch it. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is like try not to watch any reviews on this. That was what's in my head, too. I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking on um, IMDb yeah, at the reviews and they kind of give the whole story. Exactly. Away. And yeah. I think it's one of those ones that if you just go in blind, you're going to enjoy it a lot better than listening to my babble and ask, trying to explain this to you. without exactly. Giving anything away. So, you know, subpar review. I totally understand that. But. Trust me on this one. I am mother. 3.5 out of 5 insta fetuses. You need to be watching this one. Done deal. So the last one that we're going to talk about, Steve, is something that you watched. And we've been saving this because I have a feeling we're going to say a lot about this movie one way or the other. I know you're going to. It's a movie that you were not familiar with, which was very surprising to me. But I'd seen the trailer for it recently. And I'm like, oh, I got to check this out because it looks really, really good in the trailer. 
and it looks very different and it just looks like something that would be right up both of our alleys. Would you not agree? <laughs> Actually, you don't even need to agree because I showed you the damn trailer and you're like, oh yeah, I'm seeing this today. Yeah. The movie that we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, it's called The Dead Don't Die. It's written and directed by Jim Jarmusch, who did Ghost Dog and Coffee and Cigarettes. And I was expecting so much from this movie. Let's see what happens with this. Steve, why don't you go ahead and tell me what you were expecting and then what you got. So I am a horror fanatic. I love horror movies. Zombie movies are tied with werewolf movies for my favorite genre of horror. So Dan sends me this zombie movie that by the trailer seems like it was literally made for me as in someone called and said, hey Steve, what would be a cool zombie movie to you? I gave them the ingredients and they made this movie. That's what the trailer scene with Chloe Savigny, Adam Driver, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton. I'm in! Like an amazing cast, right? And so, and even Steve Buscemi as, and they do make some interesting political points that I loved, mind you. Even that couldn't save it. And that's saying a lot for me, Dan knows. So, what happened with this movie? I should have known when it was Jim Jarmusch. I remember Broken Flowers. I walked out of that theater like, what the hell did I just watch? What happened in this movie for me is the equivalent of someone saying, hey, we're making chocolate cake, having all the ingredients, eggs and flour and chocolate and all the chocolate icing and all this stuff, taking it out of the oven and saying, here's your Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Every ingredient was there. But then... The director was like, you know what would be really interesting and really cool if I did this? And in my brain is, I know on the set, they knew, oh, instead of making a movie for everyone that most zombie people would like, we're going to take the zombie fandom, which is a small group of people. Then in that zombie fandom, there are people that are crossover for fans of Jim Jarmusch movies, condense that even more, then the people that are really interested in seeing Savigny, uh, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, and Adam Driver in a zombie movie that's very, very Jim Jarmusch-y, and make a movie for that group of people. And then make a trailer that does not explain that at all. There was a part, this, here's people, listen, my lovely Heroes of Noisers, There was a point in this movie that I thought, you know what I think they're going to do? I don't think they're going to be zombies in this movie. I think they're going to go the whole movie having not seen one and being like, you see what we did there? That's how weird this movie got. I thought they were going to do the switcheroo. But no, zombies show up, a lot of them, and it was a dull, boring movie, people. Just bad. Here's when I knew it was going to be bad. When they don't break the fourth wall, they take a sledgehammer and destroy the fourth wall. And it's not for any furthering of the script. It's because someone gave Jim Jarmusch money and he was like, I'm going to do something that I could watch in the living room with my family and just hope that the rest of America likes it. Bruh, this movie, bruh, I walked out of this movie and it wasn't just me. I was at Sierra Vista 
And everyone walked out the movie like, I mean, like a lot of people were in this theater, bruh. A lot. And we all walked out looking at each other like, what, 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 what? Like I was really looking forward to this movie. Yeah, I definitely heard some rumblings too when I walked out. Because we all were looking, we were all the weirdos that saw that this movie was playing and went and went to go see this movie. And we all walked out looking at each other like, I mean, the ending just happens. Just happens. And there's a character in this played by a singer that is a pointless character. Just like no- why they would put that singer in? Why is he even there? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a lot of associations with Jim Jarmusch is what it is. Dude, I'm talking about, mind you, there was a part where I was totally in. Totally in. Up into a diner scene I was in. And I said, oh, I think they're about to do something. And then he said, nah, let me make a horrible movie. This is almost too, this is almost too close to good. I did not like this movie at all. Dan, what is your review? It sounds like you liked it a lot, Steve. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm with you on a lot of this. I'm going to tell you that I actually did like this movie, but I didn't like it a lot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that The Dead Don't Die is a very good, terrible movie, Hmm. if that makes any sense. It's a terrible movie that has things that are done very well in it. You know what I mean? Um, it's very weird. Like you said, it's it's a, it's a, probably one of the weirdest movies that I've seen in a long time and definitely the weirdest movie that I've seen this year. It's fucking weird. Like the pacing is weird. It's slow. And that's a bad thing. You know, the, the, the pacing of it, like they could have lost 15 minutes of this movie easily and it would have actually done better for the movie, I think. To some, I mean, maybe it sounds like with with you, it's kind of a lost cause, and it was just garbage all the way through. And I, I will say that um, the people that like this movie, I get it, but the people that hate this movie, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Like it's just this weird little gray area of a movie that uh, I don't know. I I do think it has some some redeeming values to it. I did kind of like the weirdness of it, where it's like it was almost like if uh, you take a Coen Brothers movie. And you sprinkle it with some Napoleon Dynamite type of a movie. And then you give hints of George Romero on the side. That's kind of the movie in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Like even Adam Driver, he has like this Napoleon Dynamite thing about him in this one. Or maybe it's not so much Napoleon Dynamite as like a John Hedder thing that he's doing. But I don't know. I saw that several times. I've heard other people say it too. There's definitely some sort of Napoleon Dynamite dynamic to this movie. And I don't know if it's just the weirdness of it or what. But in a way, it kind of worked for me. Now, as you're saying, they do show zombies in this movie, but it's just for a very small amount of time. They do sell this movie as a zombie movie to the point that it says the dead don't die in the title. But it's almost like they spend more time with the song itself, the title track of the song, which is the dead don't die. That's referenced more than actual zombies. In oh, God. You know what I mean? And by the way, uh, who is it? Is a uh, Sturgill... Oh God! Is it Sturgill Simpson? Sturgill Simpson, that's his name. And the song "The Dead Don't Die." I mean, I'm not a country fan, but I do like older country, like Conway Twitty and Johnny Cash and shit like that stuff. I grew up listening to when I was a kid. And he does a very good song for the movie. I really like it. I I think that it's uh, it's catchy. You know what I mean? It's not something I'm just gonna be sitting there playing all the time. But as far as that kind of like sitting in a bar and crying in your beer song goes, like "The Dead Don't Die" is a great song, and I will give it that. But 
it's just this odd premise that's totally original and it, it works cool and everything, but it's like, I don't know, like they just, they just had so many opportunities that they just completely screwed up on. They spend a lot of time trying to build up a character and then it just goes nowhere. They have so many wasted actors in this movie that go nowhere. I mean, Chloe Savigny, she's in it and she's one of the main three, but she does very little in it. She does bring some, uh, I guess you could say the anxiety of the movie because she's the only one in this weird small town that is freaking out that all this stuff is going on. Yes. Everyone else is just kind of like, I- I'm trying to put my finger on what it is. That's why I keep going back to like Napoleon Dynamite, the way that they carry on in that movie, that weird small town mentality. It's just, it's almost like its own universe. You know what I mean? That's how all these people are acting in it. So they waste a lot of that. Uh, Tom Waits is in the movie. He plays this guy named Hermit Bob and he's kind of like the narrator. And he's pretty good, but he kind of is like he's an unnecessary character. They have him in there. They have him at the beginning, throughout, in the middle, and even at the end. But it's kind of a waste. And his big part is this narration at the end that kind of just really goes nowhere. I don't know if they're trying to like, you know, send a message about what's going on in the world or something like that. But I thought it was completely unnecessary. They bring the RZA into this movie. RZA's oh. in it, and the only you know, and he's weak in the movie too. Mm. Uh, I did like the little Easter egg that they put on his hat, though, because it was WPS. Woo he PS, for, yeah, the yeah, WPS supposed to be UPS driver. But he's he's gone in an instant. They have Rosie Perez in the movie who plays a news anchor person by the name of Josie Juarez. Get it? And they keep glitching the TVs like somehow the yeah. zombies have control of the. Yep, I was literally going to the say that right now. They, anytime you see a television or, or um, a radio is on, you hear like a as they're, you know, doing the broadcast. But it never goes anywhere. Fuck it. I'm going to spoil a little bit of this movie. What it is, is that, uh, and this is the other thing too, is that I think that it was kind of an original way to do zombie movie. Like to do I love the theory of it. I love how it's late and it's light. And I said, oh, I love this. It was cool. Like it had potential. Yes, you know? and, and it all has to do with fracking which is this like crazy drilling into rock. They're doing it uh, bipolar, doing North and South Poles, and they're fracking so much yes. that they throw the earth off of its axis. Oh, so and because good. it's thrown off of its axis, you're seeing this weird thing in the atmosphere where there's like this weird glow around the moon and flowers are popping up in the forest yes. that weren't there before. Yes. You know, the day, the day now is like, I think it's longer, right? There's more daylight. Like 10, it's like 10 at night and they're like, this is a weird yeah. situation happening and i love how they said well the politic the politicians and the 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 corporations say that it's perfectly fine the fracking is fine and they look at each other and laugh and i'm like i love what they're doing so far i love it yeah you know what i mean if they're trying to hide something like yes it's fine yeah <laughs> it's no, no need to panic totally <laughs> do major thing to panic about but no need to panic loved you know? it and i and i liked how they did that like they had all the ingredients to make this really really cool loved movie. bushimi's hat Everyone in the theater laughed. And then I said, you wasted the good favor that audiences had with you and just wasted it. You know, it's uh, I'm not going to say what the hat says if you go see the movie, but it's a red hat. And I think you can kind of. And it's what the hat hat really means. It's literally what the hat means. Exactly. It's like if you saw the, 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 the red MAGA hat. And then you just like saw the translation and subtitles underneath. You know what I mean? Totally. (laughs) Totally. right? It's so good. Danny Glover's in the movie for nothing. Wasted. Other than possibly, would you not agree with me? Danny Glover is in this movie for the purpose of being the one black guy in town. That's it. That's it. And and also, here's the funny part. 
here's what I would say is the best part in the movie. And I'm not going to ruin it for you because just in case you guys watch it, there is a scene after the first zombie kills at a diner that is hilarious where they yeah. each go up and watch and see. Yeah, they use this running gag. Fantastic. I thought it was so clever, so funny. I'm like this. And I love how they're like, what are you thinking? And they just said, skip the dumb chunk. I think it's zombies. I'm like, I love this. But like, why did he have to then ruin it? It goes downhill from there. I'm going to tell you that I think that Adam Driver kind of rules in this movie. I love his character. What they did with it, not so much. But the character he plays, that deadpan, because there's a lot of deadpan in this movie. A lot of it. And I think he's phenomenal. Like, I think he totally has these these odd comedic chops that we've never really, at least personally, I've never really think thought that he had. I see Kylo Ren. I see the dude from Girls. You know, and I know he's been in other movies too, but I don't, and oh, what was a, he was fantastic in um, Black Klansman, of course. This is just this different side of him that I haven't seen, and I was really, really enjoying that. And it's just the way that this movie Gosh. ends up at the end. It's just, a, it's like my bubble was burst, it you was know? Ter- and I, the thing is, this could have been, if they did it right, this could have been a thing. Yeah. The Dead yeah. Don't Die series. This could have been a thing, because this is, Adam Driver was in his bag. He totally. was in his bag. Like the little, the, they have a, um, a gag with the key ring that I loved. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's the thing. Yeah, see, now that's the stuff that I like, though, because there's a lot of meta humor. Yes! You know what I mean? I love Particularly that. that scene that you're talking about, you know, nodding to a certain other franchise. Yes! And- I loved it. Yeah. And then, of course, the fourth wall breaking, too. It's it's very, they're drawing attention to something that they don't need to. And, the, and that's the part where I thought at first, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, I, again, I said that the song The Dead Don't Die is featured a lot in this movie. A lot. And at the very beginning, there's a joke with that song. Yes. And I went, okay, that's kind of cool. They're I, in. I, I they like know what they're, what they're doing. doing. Yes. They, they yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. what. And I'm thinking, this is funny. Yes. But it just wasn't enough, unfortunately. Bruh. And the thing is, I loved Tilda Swinton's character the whole time until the end. And it made me rethink all the things I thought about her. I'm yeah, like, man. she couldn't have just been a normal person that's really a woman that's just really good at this situation. Like, just really, like, oh, I can fight. No, if a woman can fight, that means that she must be blankety blank. I'm like, oh, how gross is this? The one person that they have that's a normal human, she's losing it. She's losing her mind. But Tilda Swinton, who's calm, handling that business, they're like, oh, she must be, uh, uh, I won't ruin it, but she must be something else. Ugh. I don't know if I really took it that way. Like, I don't, I don't think it was like, oh, they, they, they had this one strong female character and decided to waste it on that. Like, I, di- I didn't really get that. They didn't mean it. to. It's just it's a just, gross, it's a gross visual. I just took it. It could have been anyone. It could have been a guy, for that matter, that had this, the, the weirdest character in the story. And they just, again, they're, this is where they're, they're screwing with, like, character building right here. They have this cool. So cool. Like, they're on the right track. Yes. I keep sort of pausing because it's like, here's the thing with this movie too, is when I got home, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. And the more I thought about it, I just kind of, I don't know, I don't hate it, but it's this really weird love hate with this movie. I, I just think that there's so many things that they that they had right that they just 
botched at the very end of it. They just ran into a brick wall. Take someone like, say, Carol Kane, who's in the movie. She's the, and you see her in the trailer. She's the Chardonnay zombie. Yep. Why would you bring her in for that? It's 20 seconds of screen time total. Um, it's just really yes. weird shit. Very the Tilda strange. Swinton thing. Tilda Swinton, you, you feel like you have this story arc of where it's going, and then it just does something that's just so unexpected. You're like, I think they ran out of ideas. Here's the thing. You know for what I mean? me, yeah, here's here, you know what Jarmish is doing that's messing it up. I think what he says is I'm gonna do everything opposite from a normal zombie movie. But there's a reason that certain in that genre, there are certain things that must happen, unfortunately. If you build up a character, a side character, if you have us hypothetically driving into town, you're thinking these three people are gonna either A fight the zombies, B be like, oh my gosh, they're zombies, or or C maybe join forces with the main people. Not be like, hey, we meet them, and the next time we see them, they're all just dead in a hotel room. I'm like, so what was the point of Selena Gomez at all? Yeah. Like, why did they, what was the point of this? We just don't know where they went. We know who we need for this one. Selena Gomez. And we need to spend, the way that it goes. We need to spend minutes on them for absolutely nothing. A lot of wasted opportunity. A lot movie. of wasted. Because I think those kids could have done. And then what What about the, the juvenile delinquents? They just disappear. Oh, yeah. They just run off and disappear. Yeah, I almost forgot about them for a exactly. second. I mean, they, and I don't know exactly, like, it seemed like they knew, they had the best idea. Yes. Which was to do nothing, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> and to just, just bunker out, basically. And just go. And just, like, you know, put a blockade around yourself and just watch it all right out. And that's pretty much what they did, but they never really did anything with them either. No, they, know? they ran out after Tilda killed somebody, looked at it. It was like, all right, let's run. Let's go. We got to get to this. And you yeah. never see them again. You, right. They just went nowhere. <laughs> I was like, we I mean, maybe they said something them. about Jim Jarmusch though. You know what I mean? Like, yes. They must respect him for him to get that much power, star power into a movie. It seems like they, you know, they like Jim Jarmusch and they're like, well, this is obviously a paycheck, but it seems like it's a fun little quirky movie to do because that's a pretty massive cast that they have. You know, you got to oh, no give question. him something like there's got to be something why he got all of these people. Bill Murray. I thought that he and Adam Driver were like really good together. But for some reason, even though they were good together, they weren't great together. They could have been very good. Like like I felt like Bill Murray was like phoning it in in a way. Yes. He was very bored all of the time. And I know that he was going for that deadpan humor, but it just didn't seem like he wanted to be there in a weird way. You know no, what I mean? No, not at all. I think I would have rather, I would have rather Bill Murray been a visiting businessman and he dealing with like him being his sarcastic self being yeah. like, what is happening? You know, like being just his silly self. Like for me, you already have one deadpan Adam driver. Why have a sheriff that is also deadpan? Well, it Not, seems like the whole entire town was, though. Except for Homegirl. She's Tilda. the one freaking out. Oh, you're talking about, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, Chloe. Yeah, she's losing her mind. And even the, um, even the visiting teenagers, that's why I was like, I'm really eager to see what they do with them. And then they open the door. Like, they didn't show them fighting the zombie. How did the zombie kill all of them, G? How did he kill all Did they even show them of- opening up the door? They, yeah, they show them. They're like, we see that three is open. Let's see what happened. And so he goes into oh, room right. three. And I'm like, right. No, but I'm saying like it didn't show because 
The no. last that I saw of them, they were told, lock your doors, and they were all freaking out about it. Yes. And somehow... So the, they had the, locked it, themselves up, but somehow they got through, I guess? Exactly. There's only one. That guy killed them all. How? Oh, the proprietor. Yes. How did he kill all of them? That's Jim Drummer saying, I don't feel like showing why, how that happened. It just happened. Yeah. This movie comes off as lazy. It is like very you just had a lot, lazy. A lot you could have done with it, but you know what? I'm going to take the easy route. I want to get it done quicker than take my time with it. You exactly. Know? Granted, I don't make movies. I couldn't make this movie. No. You know what? Let me change that. You know what, Dan? I'm going over the top. I'm going over the top. I think we could have made this movie. If we got um, whatever budget that they got, and we got Bill Murray and Adam Driver and Chloe Sevigny and Tilda Swilton and Steve Buscemi and Danny Glover, guess who's making a better zombie movie than this? Ya boy. I mean, you know, like I said, I didn't hate this movie. So there were things in it that I liked and I I recognized and I kind of got the joke and... You know, it wasn't any kind of hipster shit where other people weren't getting it. I just sort of saw what they were going for. I just didn't like the end product. That's the thing. The end really let me down with it. I didn't mind any of the deadpan humor. I didn't mind the fourth wall breaking. I know that pissed you off, but like the part, even at the, at the, towards the end, when they're talking about uh, a script, like <sighs> that, that didn't really bother me that much. I, I was like, okay, whatever. It's just the, it was just like. It was almost like, okay, guys, we ran out of money. Let's just stop. Uh, Let's do this ending. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. And the movie just ends. (laughs) It's just so, I don't know, man. It was like kind of wrong. You know what I'm saying? What I'm trying to tell you people is that if you're looking for something like Dawn of the Dead or. Oh, no. Or Zombieland, which is, you know, comedy. Perfectly executed. Perfectly executed. Exactly. You can't really go wrong with Zombieland. And they were, they knew what movie they were in on Zombie. And here's the thing with Dawn of the Dead. Perfectly executed, not technically yeah. a zombie movie. It's more of an infected. Uh, just like 28 Days Later. I would consider Zombieland a little or Zombieland's a zombie infected movie. Like zombies come up from the grave normally. But infected movies are uh uh like Dawn of the Dead is an infected movie, even though they call it the dead, whatever. When you see how they executed it, they didn't take any laziness. It was hard, too. Like, suing them running from place to place. They run to one place. Of course, there's things there. Run to another yeah. place. Of course, there's that. They locked themselves into the mall. And they were like, at the end, they're like, oh, we're just going to get to an island. And then after the credits, you see that the island is, is overrun, too. And I'm like, that's how you make a zombie movie. You're like, there is no safe place. No escape. There's no escape from this. This is a worldwide thing. Whereas these guys are just like, there is escape. They literally are stuck in a a graveyard when they could have just got out the thing and ran away. Instead, they just sit there and be like, let's fight. Why? Why is that what you're going to do? Instead of just running away. Like when you saw something happen and it drew them away, why didn't you just run? Because that's not what the script said. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this and, is and I mean bogus. that literally. Literally. And here's the thing. I didn't mind the I didn't mind the breaking of the wall in a better movie. Like I laughed the first time he said, How do you know that how do you know this? Why does the song sound familiar? He said, It's a theme song. I cracked yeah. up. I said, Oh, that's hilarious. But then I realized, oh, it's a shortcut to laziness. That's what this is. This isn't some genius ploy. It's a shortcut for laziness. And do you know how lazy you have to be to make a bad movie with this cast? You know how 
bad you have to be? You know how bad you have to be to let Steve Buscemi go out like that? You know how bad of a movie you have to be? Like, and then when you look at Jim Dr- Oh, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Here's what you know I'll what say. I will say about Jim... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I will say I Googled Jim Jarmusch and I... Sh- I, when I saw his movies, like I've seen every one of those movies and I didn't like any of them. And I've heard that a lot. Like I, I wanted to kind of get a finger on the pulse of what people were saying about this. And you do see that a lot. If you look on Twitter or whatnot, you know, it's like, if you like Jim Jarmusch, then you're going to like this movie. If you don't like Jim Jarmusch, it's probably not going to be the one for you. And I see, I, and I, I definitely see this a lot too. This is one of the most generic things that you can say. And I think that people use this as a crutch a lot of the time. But in this case, I, okay, what I'm getting at is you hear a lot of people say, this movie didn't know what it wanted to be. You know what I mean? And you, that's just so overused. All it's, it's so over the top how many times people say that. The thing is with this movie, I think it knew exactly what it wanted to be. It's just that the execution of it was just piss poor. Totally. I agree. And that, and it just feels like, I don't know, that's the best way I can put it. Like it feels like they ran out of time or money. <laughs> they just said, let's stop it. Let's just do this. And then we'll, when the movie will be done. That, and that's, so, yes, that's the most disappointing thing. That yeah, is the most it's disappointing. real disappointment, man, because you, I think that this movie, the way that they sell, and I heard a lady say this as we were walking out, she's like, that's not the trailer I saw. Thank you. I was expecting something completely different as was I. I was able to deal with it. Like I just, there's just some movies that are bad that I kind of enjoy. And this is one of those movies. So, but I can't, I can't in my right mind, like recommend this movie to you guys. It's one of those things where if you just want to roll the dice and check it out, then, then do so. You know what I mean? But you don't go in with any high expectations and you're just going to have to understand that at the end of the movie, you get what you get and that's it. And either you're going to like it or you're not, but I'm not going to tell you to go out and spend, you know, your hard earned money on this movie because I think a lot of you will be super disappointed in it. Yes. You know, if it's on, Um, I wouldn't even say if it's on TV going, don't just don't. There is another zombie movie made by independent people that you could watch and say that was a better one for sure. Now, I think it's worth the watch. I'm just saying, like, if it's on television, I, I say watch this movie because I'd like to hear your opinion of what it is. If you remember, hit me up. I would like to know what you thought about this movie if you end up watching this on cable or something like that. I think that it's a it's a decent way to pass the time if you're just chilling watching a movie. But to go out with, you know, and you don't have any kind of like AMC pass or anything like that, you're kind of just burning your money up on this one here. And I hate to say that because these movies cost a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, I feel bad saying don't go see something that someone put a lot of work into, but I, I just can't recommend this movie to you. Can't do it. I am going to go, I'm going to say by the end of the year, this will be one of my most disappointing movies, if not the number one, because of what they did with the trailer and what they showed you on screen. They purposely did the trailer so that you would go see the movie. Like, they're not going to say, if you like Broken Flowers, if you like Ghost Dog, Here's the uh, here's his next big nope. They will not say that because you're like, oh, I'm not going to see this. Yeah, I'm not going to go see this movie then. But they put it on as if like things were happening. You're like, oh, sniff. They sell it like an action movie. Yes. Or a, it's a horror not. movie with action. Like how long would you say was it till we watched we saw the first zombie, G? Well, the first zombie? Not that long. If you because you, you're talking about that singer again. I would say maybe 15 minutes, something like that. I would say longer. 
but then you didn't see him anymore after that. <laughs> you know, you just saw you did, but it was kind of like this. Okay, there they are. They could have been anybody. It did not need to be the people that they use. They could have made this movie for a lot cheaper just by putting in people that weren't famous. And then the hard thing is, it's like they just. Here's the thing. I think it. it what happened was he he. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. You know, he's like 67. He might not be super duper versed in zombie movies. It's not his forward. He was like, eh, I don't know. And maybe he just wanted to use this as more of making a political point, which I get. But man, for people who like zombie movies, man, this for me was just such a disappointment. And like, I will, I will agree with Dan. If you like Jim Jarmusch, you're going to love this movie. If you don't like Jim Jarmusch, you're going to hate this movie. If you're right down the middle and be like, eh, I wouldn't pay for it, well, then watch it on TV. The trailer really doesn't say this is a horror movie. Like, it is it is definitely sold as a comedy, but you just, you're led to believe that there's going to be more action. I just feel like that's a more accurate way of putting it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think that they sold this as a straight-up horror movie. I didn't get that out of it. I And you got Bill Murray in it. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a straight-up horror movie. It's It wasn't like, you know, and Bill Murray in his one of his very few serious movies doing this. It was a straight up comedy. I definitely got that. It was quirky. I just, like I keep saying, I just thought it was going to be better executed. And it was just, um, it was a very good, terrible movie. That's how I'm going to put it. So I won't go overboard, but I will say my rating for this. I will give it one samurai sword. I don't think it's that bad of a movie, but I respect your opinion. And I wasn't too much higher, by the way. 1.75 1.75 katana swords for me. Totally fair. Maybe a broken coffee carafe. Totally fair. I, I, totally fair. And I, <laughs> whoo, people. Yeah. People. Anyway, and you know what I know, you know what I want to do one day? Because I talk so much, I like, I talk head about zombie movies. One day, just to give my bona fides, I'm going to list my top 10 zombie movies. And then I'll also live, uh, list my top 10 infected movies, just so you see where I'm coming from. One day, don't know if it's going to be anytime soon, but one day I will have that list. I'll, you know what? I'll put it in our um, Facebook, our private Facebook uh, group. That's what I'll do. I'll list it in my private, our private Facebook, Heroes of Noise. We have a private Facebook group. I'm going to put it in there and have people comment on it. That's the Heroes of Noise podcast community. If you want to come on over, guys, we're waiting. And the, we, I mean, it is active. <laughs> It it's is getting active, active. Yeah. it's so I like fun. It. Keep up the good work, guys. Yes, it is so amazingly fun. We love it. We can't wait to talk. Every time I see a notification, I can't wait to go in there and talk about it. But um, I think that brings us to the end, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, really quick, though, Steve, I'm just getting back to this movie one more time. I'm getting the impression that you didn't get a lot of like comedy out of the trailer. Is that Would that be accurate? Did I you did, go in expecting oh no. a full-on zombie movie? No, no, no. I got comedy. I expected it to be like a zombie land because okay. they, they, yeah, I, but it was a horrendous, um, it was a terrible movie. For me, I get other people digging it. For me, it was like one of my most disappointing movies that I've seen in a very long time. I'll tell you one thing, and I've been looking. I haven't seen any, like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen any of that. It's just been, it's been very much like what we're saying. It's just been, you either like Jim Jarmusch movies or you don't. And, you know, don't, I haven't heard anyone really raving about this movie. Like this movie is so bad. Here's the deal. This movie's so bad that it might be good. And I just haven't gotten it yet. 
Oh, no. Not <laughs> That's a chance. how bad this movie is. That's not what it is, because it's Jim Jarmusch. You've seen Broken Flowers. This is what he does. I wanted to like this movie, and I did like it somewhat, but I, nowhere yes. near what I thought it was going to be. I like. I, 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 I look sure. so forward to watching this movie that I took my date to this movie. And we both... I was, I was like, like that you're like trying to be all secretive and shit. I took my significant other. Yeah, I mean, fail me. But yeah, all Melissa and I went. And, shit. and she, after the movie, she just sat there. She held my hand and just looked. Because she knew. She's like, oh no, he is not. Because the way I was talking about it, I was really excited. And she was just like, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this is not going to be a good ride home. <laughs> What are the pluses? Can you take away any pluses? Me knowing that I want to see Adam Driver in a horror movie. I want to see Adam Driver in a horror movie. I want to see more Adam Driver comedy. And I want to see a better grouping of him and or pairing, I should say, of him and Bill Murray. Like I want to see Adam Driver doing what he was doing in this movie, but Bill Murray doing what he should normally be doing. The yes. over the top Bill Murray. I think there could be a really good comedic team. Yes. I would I wouldn't mind seeing that. I but I do want I really want Adam Driver to head his own. I think he would be really good in a horror movie. Really good. Like something like A Quiet Place, he would destroy. He would destroy that. Even though that's more sci-fi. I would say that it would he would destroy in something like that. So I would really want So that's what I will take away is that I would love to see him in a horror movie. Hey, one little thing. Speaking of Quiet Place, did you see who's going to be in Quiet Place too? Yeah, our boy, um, freaking a paper boy. <laughs> Tyree Henry. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how long he's going to be known for that until Atlanta's over. I'm sure. <laughs> you think he's, even you after- know what though? He's doing a lot though. He is. Like last year was his year, and he's still, you know, you still see him around a little bit. Quiet is kept. He was crazy in Widows. He was really yeah. good in that movie. He's pretty much good in everything. Everything, does, I dude. I just, I mean, who would have thought that Paperboy, in my opinion, Paperboy is the runaway actor out of that show. He's the dude. Here's the question of the day. Two parts. Do we need A Quiet Place too? And with Krasinski being on the other side of the camera this time, unless, of course, we count flashbacks or something like that, without Krasinski, how does this movie do? Uh, number one, I would say that Emily Blunt's enough of a name to actually carry the movie. She's going to do. Oh, she's just, a name for sure. Yeah, she's going to carry it well, especially considering now she has to deal with. I now am the person dealing with a, a baby, my daughter. You know, I'm keeping this family together and I need to figure out how to do this without him. And now Tyree Henry's in there. I think it's going to be like, what, what does he play? What part does he play? Is he a. Like, who knows? And I'm really excited for it. I'm wondering if he's going to be one of the little smokestacks that they would see at night. He could. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. Or you know what I mean? Being the, the creator yeah. of one of those stacks. He totally could be one of those. And I'm, I think like when, the, when it ended and they figured out how to kill them, the immediate thing is I want a second one. Because now I want to know. Because, look, we have to assume that these aliens had evolved into being able to come to this planet and be like, oh, these are easy pickings. How do they figure out how to kill? They'll figure it out how to uh, um, still get in there and kill people. I can't wait to see it. I just, I can't wait, dude. Yeah, I think it needs a sequel. I'm of the opinion on this one that like, I would have been happy if they didn't do a sequel just because 
we know how they're going to kill the aliens now or whatever they are, the creatures. We know how they're going to kill them because they showed us that. So it does leave a lot. I, I like that sometimes in movies where it's just left to your imagination of what happens after that. So if they do this, they better do it right. Totally agree. I don't think John Krasinski would do any less, though. And the dope thing is they asked him during a pre- during a um, you know, uh, on the red carpet. They're like, hey, are you how are how do you feel about an office reunion? He's like, I'm down. And I said, you know, they must love each other on that. They must all love each other because there's another scene where uh, where there's another uh, clip going around where um, Pam is on the girl, the woman who uh, finished Jenna Fisher is on a talk show. And it's her birthday and they bring out a present and out of the present pops Steve Carell and she just starts crying, <laughs> bawling. And they just, I do see that they get together sometimes, like the whole cast. Yeah, they love each other. And so I'm like, oh, it's no question that a reunion, they would get right back into their bag. No question. They would get right back into the bag. And I'm just like, you know, for me, a big deal is a fact that, okay, these people like each other. And it makes me think Krasinski is likable, which makes me think that his set is going to be really cool. He wouldn't put people in his movie that aren't in a good groove, which means, in my opinion, this is extrapolating. But I think A Quiet Place is just, the second one is going to be great. I think it's going to be amazing. Maybe even better. Maybe, oh, you know what's funny? Hey, people, this is what the kind of stuff that we um, get in our community. I don't even know I should, I should say his name. But Brother Cortez just put up, um, someone just posted, tell Netflix to cancel the blasphemous Good Omen series. You know this is a thing, right, Dan? First of all, Netflix didn't make it. But these, dude, this is going crazy in like the Christian circles, G. Like this show, it's all. Am I missing something real quick? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but am I mi- that's that's the joke, yeah? Have Netflix cancel this Good Omens because it's not? that is that the joke? Am I just being stupid and missing something? No, it's, it's the, they're playing a joke off of the fact that Christians are really, 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 really up in arms about this Good Omens show. Like, it's big, dude. How are you not in our community yet? You, I'm talking to you. Tell him, Steve. How are you not in this community yet? This is just your problem. Thank you. These people, like we're making jokes. You know what I'm saying? We're we're having fun. People (laughs) put stuff about the Baba Deezy up in our community. Don't you want to comment on how, how is Steve so amazing in the bedroom without doing all this other stuff that I have to do because I'm less of a man? Don't you want to know why, how I do these things? Get on our community, I'll tell you. And if you're on the community, I'm not trying to put any pressure, but why are you being so shy? Like, say hello. Don't yeah, why are spectate. you too shy, shy? Don't spectate, participate. Come on. Come on. Come on, Cletus. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Cletus. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> He was so good in that. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Okay, so people, that's it for us. Hey, we love y'all. We love this show. This show turned out to be a fantastic one, an amazing one. We had a great time, no rushing. The next time you're going to be hearing us is next week. Hopefully, we can get some information about this awesome Wu-Tang Clan. I really hope. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be, if Dan texts me and says that Method Man did I came to bring the pain. If he does, totally crossed out to Chris. Cr- I'm leaving America that I missed that. I will leave the country. 
Because that means it's a possibility, dude. But I'm, I'm assuming it's just going to be woo. There's no way they're going to let Method Man do that song. But, dude, if that beat for Bring the Pain comes on, what are you going to do? Ooh. What are you going to do? You're going to lose it, right? Oh, I'm going to lose my shit for sure. I mean, and then uh, Daylight, I just want to see, the, I want to see a Daylight, con- a Daylight concert because I just know too many other songs. <gasps> oh, I cheated. What? He's going to do it. <laughs> How do you know? Because I don't really care about spoilers with set lists and I just checked out the set list site. He's not going to do Bring the Pain. He's doing Bring the That's Pain. That's not true. I'm looking right at it. I know, but you're looking wrong. You're reading it incorrectly. Yeah, they do. Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it for other people. I just don't care about that kind of stuff. But it is a solid 22-track set. Of Woo. Of Woo and um, Bring the Pain. You're so tagged on it. That's, that, see, that's, that's unfortunate. That's really, really, really unfortunate. I think it's great. I, of course, for you, it's great. <laughs> but I, you know what? Hey, you you made this call. You could have gone. It's true, but I am saving money because McCartney's coming back to Oakland. So I kind of have to save some shekels. Don't get me wrong, dude. Love the Beatles. Love McCartney. You like him that much, though. Huh? I love The Beatles are my favorite group of all time. Uh, no, no, I, I get that. But I'm talking about old McCartney. Oh, dude. When he does, the thing is, he doesn't sing most of his songs. When he starts the song, we sing it. We sing the song. It's like he's singing the songs that like he'll start it and we're doing everything. It's that experience to be like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so, yeah, no, no, I'm not like, I'm not debating you, dude. I'm just, you really do like him that much is what I'm Yes. And, and, uh, my goal was James Taylor, but I missed him in Vegas. Um, I still want to see Elton, but people are really telling me not to do that. They're like, remember him how he was. I'm like, is it that? He's like, they're like, no, it's, it's, it's different now. It's- I think people that listen to this show would totally disagree with this statement. But in my opinion, Elton sounds like garbage now. He sounds Dude, like garbage. People have told me, they're like, Steve, I know what you like. And this isn't going to be your, your thing. And I'm like, because I was going to just pay the $400. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. You, you shouldn't do that. Whereas James Taylor, you listen to him today, you're going to be crying because it sounds exactly like back in the day. You're literally listening to him sing exactly the same almost. You know what? That's good planning on his part, too, because he never went to this outrageous range. Exactly. Vocal range. Like Stevie. He stayed in his lane yes. the entire time. Yes. And it's like, you know, you get a lot of people like Billy Joel, Elton, for instance, um, Stevie I Wonder. Would Stevie, Stevie is what he can, he yeah, lowers the key. That's depressing, yeah. bro. I know he lowers. The um, key. Who else? I mean, pretty much a lot of the older singers yes. are dropping their songs down. Sting is another one of those. But it was very smart of him, and I don't even know if it was intentional, just to stay in his lane because he can still sing those songs exactly the same. Yeah. That's good. And it was his circle, you know, when he's when you you know it's him, Joni Mitchell, Cat Steve, like all those people were never trying to. They never considered themselves singer-singers. They were singer-songwriters. The song is what the star is. It was yeah. the song, just like Paul McCartney doesn't, I'm sure when he's, if I'm like, hey, between you and Stevie, who would you consider? Paul's going to be like, okay, yeah, Stevie, because I'm a songwriter that sings. All of the Beatles were songwriters who sung, whereas Stevie is a singer who writes his songs. Like, he's a singer. 
You know what I'm saying? Whereas, you know, James Taylor is like, I, I just write songs that my voice can do. And that's why he kept it way in the lower range and just did his thing. Same with Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens doesn't have high songs. Heck no. He just does his peace train and, um, you know, uh, 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 moon shadow. He'll stay right in his groove. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm, I do want to see, like I said, I do want to see uh, uh, Rakim. I do want to see uh, Meth. I want to see De La. I think they're all doing short sets is the only thing. I mean, Rakim is definitely going to do uh, his important joints, though. You want me to tell you? Yeah, give me give me the set list. Damn, he did 19 songs at his solo show. But as far as the tour goes... I have a feeling Meth is going to be the... Uh, yeah, I mean, um, Wu-Tang is going to be the big. And then De La is probably... You're right. I think it's... Unless they all do independently an hour long set and it's a five hour show. Everything that I'm seeing here, like there's no way an opening act is going to do 14 songs unless they're doing like where they kind of mix first them all set. together. Yeah, They'll probably do the first verse and maybe go to the next song. They'll probably do first. So that's verse. a possibility, but uh, we got don't sweat the technique paid in full microphone fiend. That's the one I want to hear. Uh, Mahogany. I ain't no joke. I know you got soul. Eric B is president lyrics of fury. Follow the leader. My melody juice. Let the rhythm hit them in the ghetto and move the crowd. Juice is a great juice. I got enough to go around. And the thought takes place uptown. That's the jam right there. What about uh, but then De La? That's what I'm looking up right now. I know they're going to do Me, Myself, and I, Potholes in My Lawn. You would think. You were right the first one. I'm seeing three songs set. Okay, what is the three? Me, Myself, and I. Got it. Um, I, would, I would imagine the second one. Is it from Three Feet High? No. It's from Grind Date? Wait, is it for, wait, the stakes is high on three feet? That's from Stakes is High. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, Stakes is High. That's a good one. uh, That's a great song. It is. It is, but for three songs, I mean, Stakes is High. I can say that I, I mean, I saw Daylight, where was it last time I saw Daylight? It was Tibetan Freedom concert, I think. It was like a million years ago. Killed it, huh? But they did a full set. Killed it. Oh, yeah. But, and then the third song is Dilla Plugged In. Oh, yeah. And then the far side. I've never been a far side fan. I loved the first album. Didn't really like the, the second one too yeah. much. And then I just kind of fell I off. I tried to get into them, but it just never happened. You didn't like passing me by or anything? It that? was fine. I know somebody that uh, slept with them. That slept with them? Mm-hmm. Right on. Is it right on? I kind of dug her. What, it was like a celebrity? No, it was a girl that was like a groupie sort of. And she slept with all of them. Well, I mean, if she enjoyed herself. You know what? You're, you're, well, how dare I? How dare I? Yeah. Why are you shaming people that want to get freaky with more than one person? That's true. Yeah. Damn. I'm not shaming. I was just like, I liked her. And so I didn't want mm, her to do that. That's kind of shaming, bro. You're throwing that, some shade. That I liked her? And so I didn't want her you're to do that. You're throwing shade. I'm kind You know what? Let me pull the shade back. You're right. Let me, let me open the that blinds. Nice. That's so much better. It's warmer now. It, it is. is great. Let me just, you know what? You got to sleep with the far side. You got, yeah. you got, let, you let uh, far side inside. <laughs> you took the far side on all sides. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, good for her, man. If she had a good time, good for her. If Daylight does if Daylight does three songs, dude, they can't. It's impossible. If anyone's Dan. going, don't quote me on this. I'm just showing you what's on the they're, set list. What is it? No, setlist.com. They're gonna do at least nine. I assure you. 
I would strongly think not. At but least I'll let you know, six for sure. I'm going to be on the lawn, so I can't really get any good video or anything like that. But maybe I'll send you some audio. Make sure there's no potholes on it. In it. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I bet. <laughs> Steve, you are a rascal. <laughs> you rascal. I really, but I do want to see uh, De La live. And I imagine if they do go on tour, they're not going to be doing. Are they doing theaters or are they doing? No, they're doing theaters. Oh, dude. I'd say they're probably playing to a couple thousand. You think they could pull in 1500 in Fresno? Yes, definitely. Oh, dude, you know how good that show would be? Because I know. They just need to throw all, all those people into a place. Sorry, we're getting local again on you. Yeah. But uh, like Sound Arena, I think they do well at. Well, Pharaoh Monch did, uh, did the Fulton 55. So I, I think they're bigger I, than. No, Fulton's small, though, dude. I think that that would be a waste. Like you'd would. have to get tickets. It would probably be a great show, but it's a really small venue. It, like I saw Jim Brewer there and I was like claustrophobic in there and it was just people sitting down watching it. And I think if they did do that, I think they would feel better about it. They're like, this thing sold out in, because it would sell out in a day. De La For Soul sure. at Fulton 55 would sell out in a day. And so they would literally have the jumpingest show ever at Fulton 55. I could see these guys getting down at Rainbow Ballroom. Oh, they could tell. I think Tower. Yeah, too many seats, though. You don't think they could feel that? No, I know they could. Oh, you think? Oh, too, many, too seats. many seats. It's not as fun. Right. You want a standing room where it's, yeah, that's true. Because, man, I want to see De La. I do want to see uh, Meth. Meth would be nice. Talib Kweli would be nice. He was in Fresno, too. Um, but yeah, there's a few people I want to see come through. For, and Fresno is starting to get, I mean, not just starting to get. It's the smaller names I want to see come through. Because we get everybody big because Save Mart's a guaranteed sellout. But we don't get the smaller, like John Legend. People like that don't. Erica Badu. Nowadays, they don't really, we don't have an in-between theater so much. You know what's crazy? And this is no knock towards the city, of course. But he's skipping us and going to Modesto. That's what, who is? John, uh, John Legend. Yeah, see, did you say John Mayer? Or John, John Legend. Legend. He's yeah. yeah. John Legend skipped us, and he went because we don't have a um. A, he's not going to feel safe, Mart. B, we don't have a good like a quality in betweener. Like Saroyan is Saroyan Theater. That's five. That's a grip. You think that's too much? Mm-hmm. I think he would want to do a twenty-five hundred. Nine inch nails played there. That was fantastic. That's a perfect. See, that's for that. That's perfect. Whereas, like someone like John Mayer. I think he would have to go to Selland because he might, he might fill 10, but he's not. Or maybe do half house. He'd have to do half house. You're totally right because they cut off half house for uh, James Taylor. And they said it was packed, like packed for James Taylor at Save Mart Center. Packed, but they cut it off right at the dead center or like in the back, the back wasn't available. And I think they might've also, they didn't have the very upper rafters open. Whereas That's what, how it was with Madonna back in the day. Is that true? They were like, you want upgrades? <laughs> I was like, I bought those cheap seats. Damn. And I guess no one really, uh, no one paid for it. So they gave me better seats. You know who that didn't happen for? Who's that? Prince. Prince? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he rocked that house to the ground. They could put a hologram of Prince up and it would sell better. Than For that. sure. And I also, you know, who I also heard that what's the name did a like destroyed here too is uh, Bruno Mars. I heard he leveled the place. 
Oh, yeah. Which I loved because it's like it just him and Justin Timberlake. They're like, no, they come to Fresno and they don't do a Fresno show. They do a let's tear the house down. And they tear the house down. And I knew both of them would kill. Again, I got to start going to more shows. I'm probably going to have to go to Oakland from now on because here they only get the big names. And if I want to go see like a De La or a, a Wu-Tang, I'm going to have to go somewhere that has like a, what, a 35? I believe Shoreline's around 20. Jeez Louise. Well, then I need to go somewhere that's, uh, yeah, I need to go the, the lower level 30 because we only have like a 12, 5, 10. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it jumps. We don't have you know that middle where ground. They would do, again, guys, I apologize again for being local, but what about Grizzly Stadium, Chukchansi Stadium for Dela? They couldn't touch. They couldn't feel. Oh, yeah, they could. I think they could. They totally could. Oh, Dela could. Brian Adams came through. Oh, no, no, no. It. Yeah. He, they could totally do it. Like, even if they had an opener where it was Dela and uh, Talib open for him or, or Dela in common, they would pack the place. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like if they had a 90s hip hop review, oof. Gee. Nope, they would have to move it to Selland. They'd have to move it to Selland. A nine- no, you could do Save Mart. Save Mart easy. 16,000? Easy. For 90s hip hop? So you sure. think if they had uh, De La Soul. Of course, the right billing. You'd you know, have to have the De right. La. But if you had LL Cool J, um, De La Soul, Rakim, well, he's 80s, dude. No, he's 90. Juice was 90s. It, you could have Cube come out. Cube come out. Ice-T, uh, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. If you had all of them. Well, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre together would sell it out. I don't believe that. Together? Do you think so? You think so? I think so. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Well. No, no. Here's the thing. I think that at a certain time, yes. Maybe not so much these days. But if you throw M in. Oh, now to we got by himself we though. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, if I think if Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre did a chronic tour where they just did all the songs from the chronic, sell out. They'll selling out Save Mart Center because if they go from beginning to end just the chronic and had like Warren G, uh uh the dog all of those features on tour with them, they're not going to have to rap anything Dan. They're not going to have to rap a word of that album. Because all of us in our age group, we're all going. We're just shouting it at them. No question. They could literally do that. I think like I think more artists from back in the day should just do that. Be like, we're going to tour this album. I That would be just like Stevie did Songs in the Key of Life. Elton John did. Well, he did. He didn't just do Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. But if you just do an album that was like a classic album, it's over, dude. It's oh like look at um when uh uh Jay Z did a reasonable doubt. He sold out three times at um uh what's that that big not the opera house in New York like it's Carnegie. He's got three nights at or a week at Carnegie or something, and all he did was just reasonable doubt all the way through wow. with the orchestra. Great concert, Jay. So yeah, man, we I would love to see a daylight. Oh, daylight three feet high. Jesus. Just in its entirety? Jeez, dude. Dan, if they did three feet high and rising. <laughs> oh my god. See, this town doesn't get stuff like that. We get like uh Tretch from Naughty by Nature. 
Which, playing at Woodward Park. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. With Coolio. Oh, jeez. And uh, who else is it usually? Snoop. For some reason. Snoop was at Woodward. Like Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam yeah. might show up. Snoop was at Woodward. Yeah, he played Grizzly Fest. See, and I think, I don't think, so. like, Snoop was at Woodward. So was Nas. See, and I don't believe that Dre could do Woodward. I think Dre is a bigger name than I think he is. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. It's like we're getting like these, well, with the exception of Snoop and I guess possibly Nas still. Like, like that's that's the good venue for them. But, I mean, that's that's probably their max in this town. You know what I mean? Do you? Th- you put Snoop with Dre, you got a different story. Do you think, like, say Snoop and Dre, who, who sells out faster, Snoop and Dre or Jay-Z by himself? Jay-Z. Hmm, that was a quick answer, sir. Well, you know what? It depends. Chronic. They're, they're doing chronic. This. They're only yes. doing chronic. In its entirety, yes. probably Dre. Wow. That's a lot of pull, dude, for a 30-year-old. And you know why? Huh. The other thing, too, is that I had imagined that uh, Dre would sell cheaper tickets. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. That's why I'm kind of done with Jay-Z. I'm not going to pay those prices. Sorry. I will for him and Beyonce. You have a good time, brother. Take you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to see that? I just think that concert tickets are just so crazy. Like one of these days, I wish we had more time. One of these days I'm going to go through. Oh, dude. I'm going to, matter yes. of fact, I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab all of my concert tickets that I have and just, we'll just go through memory. We'll run down memory lane. But I was looking at them recently. Granted, different style of music. I spent twelve fifty to see Metallica. That is so amazing, dude. <laughs> but you know crazy? what? Hold on. I spent $44 a ticket for, um, stage side for prince yeah that's about right yeah that be- that's still and you know what with prince i didn't mind spending 60 80 bucks no you know what I mean? and he knew he could just price it there because he's like i'm gonna sell yeah. 10 and i'm also gonna put them on sale a week before exactly and sell out and sell the hell out i'm and he got a piece mm-hmm. of the door that's a lot of money dog I just I was just tripping out on these tickets, man. I mean, showing like Tibetan Freedom Concert, this two day music festival with every single band that was popular in the '90s, front you know uh, headlined by the Beastie Boys. Dude. I think I spent seventy five bucks for the weekend. Gee, that's amazing! Crazy. That is absolutely, yeah. a, and that's what I'm saying. We the ticket prices now are insane. It just depends. I the fun out of it, dude. I, but I'll pay for if like I'll pay depending on who it is. Like I knew Paul McCartney was going to be expensive. Because he's returning to Dodger Stadium for the first time in how many years? So I knew that was going to be a thing. I don't think those tickets are going to be that expensive at in Oak in uh, uh, Oakland though, or San Jose. Yeah, they will. They'll probably be more expensive. Oh well, shoot. <laughs> it's you know, think about it. Think how much it costs to live there. You think they're going to give them a break? That's true. You make a to- that that's make. Now here's my thing: if John Mayer came through and was like, "Your tickets are one hundred and twenty dollars." I'd be like, gee, let's be real. What's the last ridiculously good album you put out? Yeah, he's not worth it. I, you know what, though? Uh-huh. And this is a matter of opinion, but my opinion is shared by millions. I spent 120 bucks to go see Iron Maiden in September. That makes sense. Because I know I'm going to get a fantastic yes, show. Totally makes sense. Bruce Dickinson, much like what we were saying before, he doesn't take his songs down. Like He still can just belt that shit out. Even after battling throat cancer. He has his voice hasn't changed. They put on an amazing show, high energy, and they're playing all the hits. Totally worth it for me to see. You would probably do that for Foo Fighters, too. Yeah, you know, I could have. I think it was a matter of what I was going through at the time. I didn't really have extra cash, but uh, I wanted to go see them. I think it was last 
October. And I just didn't want to spend that much money to go see him. And and my thing is like if for Iron Maiden, if like say like if I drop an album and they're like, hey, who do you want to talk to about marketing? I would talk to whoever did their marketing. I'd be like, because there's certain things you won't even have to put Iron Maiden behind it and just have a picture, and people know exactly who the crap it is. I'm like, dude, they market so well. They're selling they're their own. They're so beer. good, dude. And it's like, regardless of what y'all are talking about, we need to be talking to that cat because he knows how to be like. I will make it so if you just have the S of your name, they will know. But the thing is also, they put in work. They're like, we earned this. We mm-hmm. put on show after amazing show after amazing show to the point that people love us so much that we can do that. That's what I would like. like. That's why when you say I'm going to pay this much money for Iron Maiden, even though it's not in my wheelhouse, I'd be like, Jesus, to have a conversation backstage with them. I'd be like, how'd you do it? Like, what did you do? Like, how to put on that many good shows? Don't you ever just wake up and be like, I don't feel like doing Iron Maiden today. But you have to, you know, because they came for you and this thing. I'm like, I would love to have a conversation with them because it sounds like they leave it all on the stage. I can't even begin to tell you how good of a show they put I on. That's it. the crazy thing about it. I know, but I like a lot of people, they think of Iron Maiden and they think of the 80s and they think of like this very generic version of like hair metal or something, if you will. And they don't really think about that. Like I have, I've talked to a lot of people about this Iron Maiden, whatever. I'm like, no, you don't understand. You don't like they are selling out human. Like this is just in America. They're selling out every stop. But like, if you go to Brazil, if you go to Mexico, they're playing to hundreds of thousands of people sold out with good every time. And the thing is, I didn't know until I made a quiz for you and it put me into the rabbit hole. And I start thinking, how did they do this? I wonder how do they make, it's so that people knew the name of that thing. Like, I didn't even know he had a name. I was like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, yeah every little thing has a reason behind it. Like, we needed to make our, our fans a, like, not, a, not using this word as a negative, like a cult of Iron Maiden. Like, and it's so, it's so big of a thing where people that don't even know Iron Maiden will wear an Iron Maiden shirt even though they don't yeah. know who they are. A little bothersome to me, but that's I can okay. understand. And like I said, I'm putting this in the atmosphere because I believe it'll happen one day. If I get to a level where they're like, oh, you can have, you can have, talk to anybody, I already know who the first person I'm talking to is. I'm like, who did that? Because that's the person. How many years have they been at now? Oh, gosh. 30? Uh, close to 40? That's the longevity a person wants. An artist wants that. And they did it. And if they never release another album and just said, we're going to go on tour with this album only, people will show just one of their albums. So if, if you know, because, because I'm thinking about this, I just want to give a quick plug to another podcast, because if since we're, we're talking about Iron Maiden, if you don't know that much about them and you're kind of curious what we're talking about, you don't feel like doing all the research. There is a very entertaining podcast called the Rock Candy Podcast. Episode 46, they they talk about Iron Maiden and I really like this show a lot. So it's kind of a twofold thing. I want you to learn about Iron Maiden, but I also want you to discover the Rock Candy Podcast. Dope. We're running out of time anyway. People, ladies and gentlemen, you have sat through an amazing podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the end of our show. I love y'all so very much. So very, very much. And remember, Heroes of Noise community, come in, have a ball, put up posts. Don't be too shy, shy. Just put up posts that you want. 
Have fun. Be cool. Don't be a douche. Get in there and no talk. No douches allowed. No douches allowed. I love y'all. Peace out. Now, I know Steve's getting off right now, but I do have to tell you one thing, guys. Next week, I was about to talk about it, but I know Steve's got to go. Uh, I am going to see Coheed and Cambria on Tuesday, I believe. And I'm going to be out of town. So the show may come out like a day or two late, but we're going to get it out to you. So I got Wu-Tang this weekend, Coheed next week. It's going to be a good week. I'll have a lot to talk about. That's it. We talked a long time. My name is Dan Ramirez. Thank you. You have been listening to the Heroes of Noise podcast, as we call it. And we look forward to talking to you next week. That's Steve Hudson banging around over there. I don't even know if he hears me right now, but I hear him. And for him, I'm going to tell you this. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you, ladies and gentlemen. This is where I tell you peace. Peace.